Yes, good morning and welcome to SEN Giddy Up's Punting Bible. You're with Jackson Friends here as we bring to you a compilation of all the content created over the last few days on SEN Giddy Up as we begin the build up to what's a massive weekend of racing featuring the Group 1 Newmarket Handicap there for the sprinters at Flemington as well as the Coolmore Classic, the Group 1 there for the Phillies and Mares over the 1500 metres. On Thursday morning, Gareth Hall was joined by Kieran Ma to kick things off on Stable Mail there. And Kieran, who trains in partnership with David Eustace, will saddle up a massive team across both states on the weekend. So now let's take a listen to what Kieran Ma had to say about the chances of his key runners on the weekend. Now on Giddy Up, it's time for Stable Mail. Always great to catch up with one of the very best in the business, Kieran Ma to kick off proceedings. Good morning, Kieran. It's a big weekend, mate. And you're heading to Adelaide as well on Monday. Morning, Gareth. Yeah, it is a big weekend. Uh, I've got obviously a couple in the big race uh, down the straight, Flemington, and uh, we've got a nice team in Sydney as well. Let's kick off proceedings. We might start off at Flemington. Right you are, just continues to race in really good form. You're happy with him heading towards that Australian Cup prelude? Uh, very happy, yeah. He's... Um, He's just in a really good spot. He it was pretty painless his last win. Uh, he got it pretty easy up in front, and um, yeah, he won't have uh, Brownie this weekend. But um, yeah, thoughts uh, are yeah. with him as he recovers from his fall. But um, uh, yeah, the horse certainly is um, trained on nicely, and the good tracks and um, seem to be the key to him as well. Yeah, they are. Yeah, he, he he's he's enjoying this uh, this weather, albeit it's a bit chilly this morning. Um, uh, looks like it's going to be fine until the weekend. Geez, I thought Bella Nipotina was excellent in the Lightning Stakes. We all know how good Cool and Gatter is, but probably an extra hundred metres she gets the stable mate. Um, are you concerned, however, by an inside gate in the new market on Saturday? Uh, n- not really. Craig yeah. um, knows her really well. Um, uh, Liam's had the track in great order there at Flemington. It's been very fair, so hopefully uh, it's the same again um, on Saturday. And and uh, Bella, yeah, she's thrived since her first up, uh, since that first up performance that you were talking to, uh, referring to. And um, yeah, she's improved. I think she's probably as, as good as what I've had her. Um, I think she's ready to 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 run her best race, I reckon. She's uh, in great order. And I think we all know that she probably goes a little bit better with uh, the cut into the ground, but she raced on a hard track there at Flemington the other day. So um, she's she's also pretty good on a good track, Kieran. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, no doubt she, she she loves a shower of rain to get her toe in. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I just think she's in career best uh, form and, uh, I think she's really come on from her first up run. No one believes in what's that more than Will Bourne. And he had that swayer once again at the premier sales, walking around with Clayton Oliver, showing him around. And um, he said, well, we got the blinkers first time, Swats that. Don't rule her out of a new market. Do you agree with your <laughs> bloodstock man, Kieran? <laughs> uh, he's, he's, uh, he's up and about, Will, at the moment. <laughs> but, um, um, yes, what's that? Had her um, her run. She had a sort of pretty unlucky prep last time around, but I, I felt she improved every every run. And we only give her a really short break. I wanted to hold that residual fitness. Uh, she was solid first up, 
and uh, we put the blinkers on in a trial and trialed very sharp. I think they definitely um, got the de- desired result there. Uh, she does have a good record down the straight. Uh, Daniel's been on her a couple of times. He trialed her. Uh, she gets him of a lightweight, and yeah, I think she'll she'll run her best race since we've had her. Uh, I, I don't have any doubt of that. And uh, obviously a hot race, um, and she hasn't won for a while. But I, I do think she's ready to run her best race for us. So we should put her in her quaddies just in case, Karen. She can win. Well, she'd be she'd be one there. Certainly wouldn't surprise me. Obviously, yep. you know it's a very hot race. You know, I think, but as I said, Ballard's great. Moody's horse is in super order, and there's a there's a host of others that have that have uh, got a chance in. You know, the, those conditions that there's always normally a blanket finish. Got a couple of handy three year olds resuming in the ninth race, both with some gear changes and. Zoe's promise and lethal thoughts. Your thoughts about their chances on Saturday? Yeah, Zoe's promise prepped up really well. Um, and, uh, yeah, should get a nice run from the draw. Um, we'll improve as we as, as we stretch out over ground. And lethal thoughts. Uh, he's always shown talent, that horse. He's quite forward. Um, and uh, he, he did have a... A, a breathing operator, a wind operator. Um, so he's come back pretty well. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he'll definitely improve off it as well. In Sydney, in the Pago Pago stakes over the 1,200 metres, you got your Colt by him, Invincible, that costs, I think, around $1.5 million there at the sales. He's at a big price. How do you assess his chances first up? Well, Gareth, they're they're only expensive if they're slow. Yes. Well, is he slow, Karen? It doesn't look so like I'm, it. So I'm, so I'm hoping he's the he's the he's the, uh, the alternative. But uh, yeah, he's he's a very nice horse um, and prepped up well. I've got the blinkers on him just because he's a fairly relaxed colt, um, but drawn well, and uh, yeah. Shoot back up to Sydney this, um, later this Arvo and have a look at him. But um, pretty keen to see him light up. Uh, I think he'll definitely improve off it. But um, yeah, he showed us a nice bit of ability. Uh, I think the blinkers will help him, help him as well. So is it fifty-one dollars? Do you think he's better than that? I harner there, Kieran, in the Pago Pago Stakes. Albeit he does meet yeah. some really nice two-year-olds. Yeah, I'd say he's definitely better than fifty-one bucks. I yeah. probably wouldn't start him if I thought he was that sort of price. Yeah. Uh, well, my my view on him. So, uh, yeah, I do think he's better than that. That's what I thought. That's just, just disrespectful to Kieran Ma having a horse that making its debut <laughs> in a race like that at fifty one dollars. Um, the rated is first up here. Um, how has she come back? This daughter of Snitzel. Yeah, she's her work was really sharp the other morning. Um, yeah, I think she's come back well. Probably just had a. Uh, yeah, probably not quite to a you know ran to form her past couple, but um, I think she's prepped up pretty well. We'll get a lovely run and we'll improve off it. So narrator goes around in that third race. Then we move to the Magic Night Stakes for the Phillies, and well, it's taken us a little while to get over that nightmare with Steel City when she had no luck in the Blue Diamond Stakes. She gets gate number one. Um, how has she trained on since that Blue Diamond, Kieran? Well, it's only a um, 
short turnaround time. It'll be the two-week Saturday. So two-year-old with a trip back to Sydney thrown in there as well. Uh, we haven't had to do much with her. Um, she just uh, stretched her leg, albeit under a very, very easy gallop on Monday. And, um, yeah, everything seems in uh, similar order to how she presented the other day, her weight. And, um, obviously, she spent a lot of time in Sydney. So she settled back into the routine um, seamlessly there. Nah, drawn one. Um, yeah, hopefully she can just get her opportunity to to present in the race. She's, she's got form around the right horses and... Um, Hopefully, uh, with that, that's a bit of a silver lining. Um, I'm going to look at it as a glass half full and a glass half empty um, with that blue diamond. Hopefully, she just had an easy run there. and um, She'll probably need to win to get into the slipper, but um, she's probably had the prep to back up as well. Tis invincible. All my trial watches and... Form gurus here on Giddy Up, the half-sister Adamo, saying, Gareth, you need to back this this filly and the, the Percy Sykes a little later on. I mean, how good is she? And are those are those form gurus on the money, Kieran? Uh, well, she's shown nice ability. Um, very happy with her. We, we will accept this morning for the Black Opal as well. Okay. So may see her at Canberra on... On Sunday, she does have a bit of an awkward draw there on Saturday. So if she wins the Black Opal, would you think about backing her up in a slipper? Probably hasn't had the prep to back up, but yeah, yeah she is a, a horse that um, uh, has had a solid grounding on her, um, albeit she hasn't raced. She is very forward for a, for a, uh, for a first start, so... Anyway, one step at a time, we'll, yep. we'll have a look. Um, as I said, we'll accept this morning. A couple of roughies in the sky-high stakes. We'll just have a chat about Explosive Jack. He's got a wide gate to overcome, but have you been happy with his return from injury? Uh, I have. Uh, his first up run was a pass. His second up run, I think he was beaten six lengths by pounding first up and then three lengths the other day, and he was really getting through the line late, I think up to the 2000, if there was a bit of cut in the track, um, I probably would have put the shades on and, and uh, I would have been saying to you, you know, you, you won't be too far away, but trackless fly could be firm, so I left the shades off and uh, he'll probably go to the Tankard a uh, mile and a half. He, um, with three runs under his belt, he should be starting to hit his straps as he heads towards his target of the Sydney Cup. Let's have a look at the Coolmore Classic. You've got three chances in the Group 1 feature for the Phillies and Mares, and I still can't believe Ruthless Dame lost there the other day. I thought she was she was the winner, um, but she was so good on that occasion. Can she take on the older Mares and defeat them in this Group 1 with Dylan Gibbons getting an opportunity on the big stage for your stable? Uh, I think she can. It's sort of always hard to line up the three-year-olds against the elders, but... Um, um, She's a filly in, in great great order. She's probably up with the best of the... Uh, you know, she was a stride-off beating Jackano. She's gone up there and, uh, you know, has very narrowly missed. So 
she's right up there with the best three-year-olds. They get the they get the weight drop, and um, um, certainly is trained on very well. Very similar in in weight and and uh, very bright and well. So she gets her chance for sure. I put um, Pride of Jennings in my black book the other day. I thought off speed she was really good, and she gets a low gate in the Cornwall Classic with no weight, and then Times Square. Um, what can you tell us? about Times Square and that group one as well. And um, she's first up, the um, former French galloper. Yeah, uh, prior to Jenny, she, I'd say if Blake had his time over again, he probably would have maybe held the fence. So I was, I was pretty keen. She, she'd shown she was pretty forward in that, you know, lead up to that race. And um, uh, she was, yeah, she was, I thought she was a solid run. Uh, again, drops to a nice weight. Good draw if she breaks clean. She's she's going to be, you know, she's a hard, tough mare that um, will take a bit of running down. And uh, Times Square, um, she's got really solid form in Europe. Um, probably likes just a bit of give in the track. So I'll monitor that as to whether she takes her place or not. Um, yeah. Is she... But, yeah. Obviously, a horse with a lot of ability. Yeah, looking forward to seeing what she can do. And then, geez, you were good to with with Ascension last time we had a chat to you. And he goes around the Ajax Stakes. He's just a, a galloper in form at the moment. He is uh, probably did his best piece of work I've seen from him the other day. Um, I think he's in great form. I think probably in this class. Obviously, he's gone up a couple of levels. In this class, he's a very good wet tracker. If if the weather does turn, uh, that'll be um, that would be to his liking. But uh, yeah, it'll be a bit of an ask uh, on top of the ground, going up a couple of grades. But um, he's certainly a horse in form. And we get to see Persad and Grand Promenade in the Adelaide Cup, Karen. Um, the Barrow draw today. You happy with your stays? Geez, I love the way Persen's going as well these days. Yeah, he's he's pretty consistent. He's yeah. been a great horse for a long time for his owners. Um, I think both horses are in pretty good order. Both will improve. Um, had the right grounding for the trip. And, um, uh, yeah, they got a bit of weight. But, um, yeah, the two mile, they're, they're both experienced horses. That... And I, am I saying right? LaDon V will step out the Memorial Cup. No wonder Johnny O'Neill's got a springy step. <laughs> uh, we'll see, LaDon. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's had a few uh, had a few hoops to jump through, but um, <laughs> he's certainly uh, in in good order, LaDon. He's uh, his last run. He's very narrowly beaten in that race in Sydney, the Metro. Yeah, and uh, he's got his bags packed and ready to go. Now, Kieran, um, our digital man, Huey Fitzpatrick, says TikTok just loves Seymour when he says what's his best for the weekend. So um, what is Seymour doing for the punters out there if you had to have one horse that would be your bet on a Saturday afternoon? Saturday afternoon? Does yep. it have to be a Saturday oh, it afternoon? Can be, it can be whenever, Kieran. You can, you can decide whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think my best in Sydney will be Steel City. Yep. Race four, number six. And maybe race one at Pakenham tonight. Race one, number 11. 
Love it. So Packetham tonight, race one, number 11. And I tell you what, that will do us. And um, hopefully it's a big weekend. We wish you the best of luck, mate, and go and get them over the weekend. And um, let's hope that uh, Sisterhood can get the job done for T.O. Nugent in that first race at Packetham. Love your work. We appreciate your time as always on Goody Up, mate, and good luck this weekend. Cheers, Gareth. Here's the best in the business, Kira Maher. It's 21 minutes past eight. We'll take a quick break here on the Giddy Up on this Thursday morning for Stable Mail. On the other side of it, we'll be catching up with Julia Sandu and Mike Maroney. Great to hear from Kieran Ma there. Plenty of confidence about his gallopers in that sprint feature. Now it's time to catch up with Julius Sandu. The Cranbourne-based trainer is always fantastic with his time. So let's see if, what he has to say about Lofty Strike's chances in the 1,200-metre Group 1 Newmarket Handicap. Yes, this is getting up this Thursday morning. Great to be with you. And uh, we're into stable mail. Julius Sandu is about to join us. And, of course, today's wagering update brought to you by Bet365. The world's favourite online betting company. Gamble responsibly. Call the gambling hotline on one 858 858 Can't wait to see what Lofty Strike can do in the Group 1 Newmarket Handicap after his unbelievable effort in the Oakley Plate. And his trainer, Julius Sandu, joins us. Julius, are you happy with your star three-year-old mate as I say good morning? Morning, Gareth. How are you? I am well, mate. How is Lofty Strike? Yeah, good. Really good. Um, very, very happy with him. He's uh, come through both his races uh, in cracking order. His work on Tuesday was um, a, exactly what I needed it to be. Um, Froggy was very pleased getting off him. He's uh, ticking all the boxes back home, as he always does. He's just that kind of off. So um, we need an ounce of luck, as you do in any uh, race, uh, most of these big group one races, and hopefully we get that on Saturday, and uh, uh, what will be, will be. He's had a couple of cracks at some group ones down the straight there at Flemington over the 1,200 metres. He was sensational in a Coolmore behind in secret and wasn't far away in a VRC Classic a couple of weeks later there on the final day of the Flemington Carnival. But do you think he's a better horse now, Julius? I, I think he's had, yes. Uh, and uh, in short, he's definitely more mature than uh, um, a stronger animal, if that's possible, because he's always been a cracking type. Uh, but uh, more importantly, he's had a absolutely flawless preparation going into it. I think um, one of the challenges I had in his previous prep was all about, uh, you know, trying to get everything we needed to get ticked off and then get him to the races sound and, and happy. And the preparation and um, uh, the runs leading into that, particularly the one in the Blue Sapphire when he ended up on a 10 or a heavy 8, 9 or 10, something like that. Uh, a few bits and pieces that aren't ideal. Now, under normal circumstances, you just bend that down to racing and uh, it's all good and most horses would uh, deal with it and move on and so did he. But when you're competing in uh, Group 1 races like the Coolmore and the Dali Sprint, you almost have to have everything go your way. And uh, despite that kind of a preparation, he ran some exceptionally good races. Uh, he went out and came back, and his preparation now has been flawless. He's, we've not had to think about anything else but getting him to the races in the best possible shape we could. And uh, he picked himself into the Rubiton, and uh, his run was outstanding there, and uh, obviously to win that. And uh, he came through that great and ran another blinder in the Oakley plate. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing him down the street. Yeah, I can't wait for it. And what an exciting horse he is. And that's a, a positive report there for the punters who like Lofty Strike, Julius, in the famous Newmarket Handicap on Saturday. 
J-Rod 2, who I love, out in front in the first race, and Moya Lass, both at a big price. Could they cause an upset there at Flemington on Saturday, Julius? So, um, J-Rod 2, as you said, it makes its own luck. Uh, it's not a big field. Uh, the horse as well, he's going to enjoy the, the the Flemington and Flemington surface. Nice big open track, and the, he'll bowl along and do his thing. Uh, whether or not I can uh, upset the favourite in that race, I think is pretty smart. Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, long straight will probably suit that horse well, but Gerard will do what he does, and he'll run honestly, and he'll give everything that he's got, and uh, you know, he'll, he'll run a bold race. Uh, Moya Lass is. Um, there are a few smart ones up in there, obviously, and she's yet to break her maiden. But you don't get races like this come around every day, and it's kind of half. Uh, fallen into a sweet, sweet spot for her. She was very honest in her run and packing them, kicking off over 1,400. And I think she's asked that's going to get to a mile and a half. But she's well, and uh, she walked super on uh, on Tuesday. And uh, I like her a lot. Uh, she's matured well over after her first preparation. So, you know, whatever she does um, um, on Saturday, she's only going to get better from there. But uh, she won't, uh, she, she'll do herself proud uh, in that run. Well, good luck on Saturday, mate, especially with your, your star sprinter and lofty strike, mate. Appreciate it, Gareth. Thank you. And hopefully we get a little bit of luck. There wouldn't be many other trainers in the industry that deserve a Group 1 more than Julius Sander with lofty strike there. So fingers crossed the three-year-old can get the job done for the Cranbourne-based trainer. Mike Moroni will be looking for back-to-back Group 1 Newmarket handicaps when he saddles up his mare, Rockin' Horse, in the 1,200-metre feature. It's now time to catch up with Mike Moroni. Her trainer, Mike Maroney, has been good enough to join us on a busy morning there at Flemington. Mike, good morning to you, Rockin' Horse. How is she ahead of another crack at, at a new market handicap, uh, which a race that she loves? Look, yeah, she's, um, if you will, on the way she looks, she'll be winning. Yep. Uh, she looks what I, what I call cut, it, cut out of chocolate, she does. Um, looks absolutely beautiful, looks great. Um, fit, uh, but carrying good condition in the right places and, just dapple of the coat and bright and, and you know, just can't really fold her and her work's been good. Um, just really can't fold her. So what did you make up uh, what did you make of her effort there in the Oakley plate after that setback before the lightning? Um, a relief that I gave her the run. Yeah. Because I thought she was pretty chubby and it turned out she was. Um, just come back a different mirror now that she's fully settled into Australia and they've come back pretty fast. So I had to give I'm glad I gave her that run. Um, she came uh, with a bit of a tag from New Zealand that she was better fresh um, but in saying that when I got her for last year's one I only had her here a month beforehand and, and I did freshen her, um, she'd come off a two or three runs in New Zealand, a bit of travelling so a, bit, a little bit different approach had to be taken but um, I'm now glad that I have done a, a bit more work with her and the, and the racing because um, uh, a while, there was touch and go with I was going to run her in the uh, Oakley plate, I was thinking about oh maybe I'd just give her a jump out and go straight into the new market. Um, but decided not to, and I'm glad I did, because um, she was badly in need of that run and blew the cobwebs out. And um, uh, whereas Jamie was happy with her, um, I, I thought that she just um, lacked a little bit of zip for her, and she pulled up her decent blow, and she just was in need of the run. So if you say that she's never looked better, can you compare her form... A track work this week compared to say the VRC or the Champion Sprint and the, the New Market last year when she tasted success at a Group One level down the straight. 
Yeah, look, I think she's going as well as what she was when she won the Dali. Um, definitely better than what she was going when she won the Newmarket last time. Uh, but when she won the Newmarket last time, she had 52 on her back. Yeah. wasn't quite as strong a race, I don't think. But this is a very strong version. We're um, weighted up. Um, I think we deserve the weight we got. I'm, I'm not moaning about the weight because we have won two group ones. So um, I think we're in nice stuff of the weights. Um, and she's, I think, just a, just a, a totally all-round stronger horse now. Um, but I'm a believer that the, the, the sprinters do get better as they get older and get stronger. Uh, they're no different to Sobaturian Sayers. And she's been one of those sprinters that's just... Uh, been probably maligned because she's taken till now to, to get there and not pro- probably quite as uh, hypey as a lot of the other horses, but she's um, the record speaks for itself and uh, she won two group ones and one at weight for age and one handicap, so there's not much more they can do. I know our friends in New Zealand will be saying, Gareth, how come she's $31? No respect for her once again. So um, she is at a big price in a new market handicap rocking horse, especially with that report from you there, Mike. What about Snapper? He deserves his chance at the highest level. <clears throat> Yeah, he does. He deserves his, his chance here because he, he's good down the straight. And we were a bit worried when we first went down the straight. We had avoided it because we didn't think he was the right horse. But he was so good around corners. Um, and his advantage was he could get around corners and get away on them. Whereas um, he's um, uh, now proven that he loves the straight. And you know he, he deserves his chance on what he did the status at the time that he ran. And he's like her last year. He, he's going to be an underdog um, with very little weight on his back. And, um, look, we've had to nurse him through. Because once we won the standards, we knew we were going to have a bit of a job trying to keep him up. Um, and he's done a few bit of dressage at the farm doing that and just freshening nicely for this. And we, we, we think we've got him right. Um, but we know we're well on, you know, we, we know that it's not as easy a job. He was sort of not totally aimed at the race. It was a slight afterthought when we won the, the standards. But we still thought, well, Knowing that if it wasn't a handicap, we wouldn't be having to go. But being a handicap, anything can win it. Um, as, you know, the, the new market's been proven, and I suppose we were against the odds last year. So, um, but he, he seems really well. Um, he, I gave him a little bit of a flick down the straight this morning to, to sharpen him up, and he, and he seems really good. Emissary goes around the prelude of the Australian Cup second up. You happy with him? Very happy with him. Yeah. Um, just crossroads for him. I've just got a funny feeling that he's got a bit more doubt than what we expected, um, which is not a bad thing. Um, but, you know, it's going to point us in the direction of probably Sydney now rather than the Australian Cup, I would think. Okay. Um, and that, that's going to be told to, today. But, uh, sorry, on Saturday, it's a very strong race. So we've got a pretty good line. Um, a lot of informed horses in it. But he's going really well himself, really is. Yeah, the prelude's nearly as good as the Australian Cup in a couple of weeks' time. And then the Matron Stakes yeah. and... Geez, you've got some in-form mares going around there. No secret in winning form, but steps up in class. And so you see, it's great to see her showing her full potential now, Mike. Yeah, look, you're right there. Two mares in form, and that's the key to it. Um, if you can get mares in form, no matter what the form reads, if it's lower class even, and they keep stringing them together, um, it still does give them a chance once they get to group level. Um, both flying. We can't split them. They both work together here Tuesday, and again, I was hoping I could give you a bit of a heads up on one of them, but I can't. <laughs> they went to the line, travelled as good as each other alongside each other. So and it was a really good, solid piece of work. They're both going to be at their peak. If I went one way, I'd go see your C's way because of the barrier draw and her style of racing, whereas other men are going to probably get, have to get right back from where she is. And and uh, then they're reliant on speed. And, and strangely enough, she's 
she's rounded them up nicely at Mooney Valley, which is not a, a track you can do that at easily. Um, and this one here you'd think would suit better, but it just depends on the, the speed. We were lucky at Mooney Valley both times. There was good speed on. Well, the first time she came from last, there was good speed on. So, um, But, look, she's improved, and she's always looked in New Zealand that she was up to group class before we purchased her. She was uh, on the way through, and... It's taken the blinkers to get her going. After a while, they'll scratch her head for the work around. But she's once now we're blinking it. She's back to her in real form. Um, and the other mare, well, she's a she really is a Group One quality mare, but she's had the wind off and it always slows them down a bit. Um, but look, she's well up to winning a race like this, um, you know, and, and she's a quality mare, so be interesting. Not an option. Not an option in the Cambridge Stud. Colours goes around in race eight at a, at a big price over the fourteen hundred metres. So you got a terrific team in, Mike. I know you're a busy man. What would be your best on a Saturday afternoon on Newmarket Day? Look, I would. I would say I'd be going emissary. Yep. Um, because he's just really going well. He's drawn well, and I think just um, last start. No, there wasn't a jockey around that knew that that was going to happen, that, that slip saddle. Yeah. And, of course, we were the, just in the wrong place at the wrong time. We had to take the field up, and, and he had to go on him far too soon, and it just told. But um, he's going really well, and I, I think probably probably he's the one and a very, very hard day's racing. Love your work, Mike. Always great to talk to you, mate, and good luck on, on the weekend at home there at Flemington. Okay, thank you. Thank you. There's Mike Moroni. Let's take the news. It's, what, 8.38. This is Stable Mail on a Giddy Up this Thursday morning. Michael Hawks to join us straight after this. It's now time to catch up with Michael Hawks as he previews the Stable's big team of runners across the country on Saturday. Good morning, Hawksy. Gareth, how are you, mate? I am well, mate. How good's Limburg? Beautifully bred in the famous Coolmore colours. On debut there in the Pago Pago. What can you tell us? Um, well, unfortunately, he's drawn a terrible barrier. Uh, he's drawn the outside of the field, but um, we will accept uh, for Sunday Black Opal uh, just to see what he draws down there, obviously being nominated. But lovely Colt, done everything right. Going to be whatever he's doing now is really on raw ability, to be fair. And he just keeps progressing the right way, and we're very happy with him. Ton of grit, blinkers on first up over the thirteen fifty in the third race there. Yeah, hopefully the pre-trainer in Melbourne's done a fantastic job with him to uh, get him fit enough, and uh, he'll arrive tomorrow morning. Uh, he's on a float tonight, but everything's well. He's drawn good. He runs well, fresh. This horse, and very happy with him. He's, he's just told me he's 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 just walking on cloud nine at the moment. He's dominating the airways here on Giddy Up. He's never been funnier, and he's just trading the house down. He's making millions with his trucking business. So, um, geez, I've never seen him happier, W. Hawks, at the moment. What about Untouchable Legend? That's what Hawksy thinks he is, too. That's Wayne I'm talking about. Uh, goes around in the Magic Night Stakes. What can you tell us there? Is she, is she improved? He tells me the ratings are good, but I think it's just you and Johnny O'Neill, no. I think. No. I obviously didn't get uh, out to the back streets with the Scooby-Doo talk the other day, but we better not touch that. <laughs> I heard it. Don't worry. It's all good. Um, moving right along, yeah. Gareth. Uh, untouchable legend. Uh, lovely filly. Should have won on debut. Um, shocking ride. Wasn't the best. Um, trial brilliantly before that. I can't really fault it, to be honest. Um, as I said, should have won first up and would have been going to this, having a soft run, but 
in all fairness, uh, has the ability, just needs to have that luck. But it's one of those things. It's a big field. Everyone's you know, vying for that last spot. Uh, we're just trying to win races on the way through and hopefully she can put her best foot forward and, and do the job. We all know that Clemenceau's got plenty of ability. Can he win first up in the Morris McCartan Stakes? Yeah, once again, a bit of an awkward barrier there, but a lot of ability. Uh, they'll be flying, so uh, he's a horse that just needs to have a bit of luck and just hopefully um, Zach can give him a good ride and Zach's in great form at the moment, doing everything right. And horse, obviously, first up, he's, he's going to improve out of sight, but uh, just a bit of an awkward barrier, that's all. Geez, you can't buy a barrier, can you, on Saturday? And the sky-high oh, stakes say wreck. Um, boy, it was great barrier, to see him. Yeah, he went, he went super first up. Um, you know, he trialled awesome. He really ran through the line, which is what we wanted to see. And as I said on air, on TV, the last preparation never went to plan and uh, through no fault of the horses. And this time he's just come back more mature. He's great. Uh, we kept him a bit fresh for the 2000, but obviously he's drawn a shocking barrier. Um, we will accept, obviously, for Monday's Canberra Cup. Um, and... Uh, see how he draws there but it's a tough race Saturday here in town but yeah Barry's Gareth they do win races unfortunately this day and age. Yearning gets the Winkers first time she's a group one quality galloper in the Coolmore Classic can she win in your eyes? Done everything right should have won first up uh, from all those form gurus go and have a look at her uh, first up run had no luck at all um, just should have won the guy Walter if she had a one she'd be one of the near favourites for this race so uh, group one winner. Uh, obviously, we're getting her back to form. She's a fresh horse. We've kept her fresh. Looks a nice race, uh, albeit it's a good mare's race. Obviously, this uh, filly's a mare's race of quality, but she's a quality mare, and hopefully she can get the job done. Can Bandersnatch win an Ajax Stakes? Look, he's uh, been one of those horses. We've sort of guided him through the right direction, and he's gone, uh, gone very well for us, obviously, and he's... Uh, He's drawn a nice barrier, should have a lovely run, home track advantage, can't fault the horse, he's done super, his run was good first up, but look, he's on his mark now to be fair, um, yeah. we're just trying to place him where we can get the best out of him. I'm in love with Fist of Fury, goes around the size produce stakes in race four at Flemington, um, your thoughts about his chances? Yeah, really nice horse, um, just we're taking our time with him and I know Wayne's happy with him going forward, but lovely horse and whatever he does he's just kept improving improving and he will continue to improve so he's uh, he's a very good chance that's why we get michael hawks on um the stable mail because he's clearly the best <laughs> judge in the family so what's your best for the weekend mate look i i, I can't go past yearning i know it's a tough race yep. but uh she's done everything right and she should have won first stop as i said if you, if you didn't see it you should go and have a look at it because uh she was a good thing beat and she's flying uh, very happy with her. Go and get them, mate. Thanks for that. Thank you. There's Michael Hawks there. Paul Snowden to join us straight after this. Well, that was a strong push from Michael Hawks about the chances of the Arrowfield stud owned mare yearning in the Group 1 Coolmore Classic there at Rose Hill. You can currently get $13 with Bet365. So I think she is worth an each way ticket in that 1500 metre fillies and mares feature. It's now time to catch up with Matt Smith. The Sydney-based trainer will saddle up three-year-old Cepedo Colt, Bonus Notches in the 1,200-metre Newmarket Handicap. And I think he's a fantastic chance down on the minimum. And Froggy knew it. He'll be looking to make it four Newmarket Handicaps on his illustrious resume. It's now time to catch up with Matt Smith.
Great to be with you on Giddy Up this Thursday morning for Stable Mail. And uh, the Newmarket Handicap is going to be a beauty. The year-long stud Newmark Handicap on Saturday. We bet 365, the world's favourite online betting company. Gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. Buddhist Not Chess is at $12. I thought he was excellent in the Lightning Stakes. The 1,200 metres will be right up his alley. And Matty Smith, his trainer, joins us on the line. Good morning, Matty. Buddhist Notches, how is he, mate, ahead of this big Group 1 at, at Flemington? Morning, Gareth. Yeah, no, he's in, he's in good shape. You must have really been... Yeah, that, that last furlong, especially in the Lightning, must have put a big smile on your face. For sure. No, we need to see him, obviously, come back for that sort of run. Um under his, you know, under his belt to show that to, to head to this race today. So it was good to see him do it and just gives you some confidence coming into the race Saturday. Craig Williams has decided to, to ride Bella Nipatina. Is he a difficult horse to ride um, for the first time like Benny Thompson will be doing on Saturday? Uh, no, he's pretty straightforward. Um, uh, look, the weight was a was a significant factor there because Craig can't ride 50 and a half. Okay. So... Um, so we had to try and find someone who can, and it's not there's not many around that can actually ride that lightweight. So it was good that Ben was available. Um, so he's in good form and he can make the weight. So I don't think so. No, I don't see he's, he's pretty cruisy uh, horse to ride. And Ben came up on Tuesday and had a sit on him, had a sit on him, came down, had a sit on him. He was happy with him. So yeah, no, all systems go for Saturday. No, you, you lost nothing there. Benny Thompson's just flying at the moment. He's got his confidence up after that Group One victory. In the Oakley Plate, um, do you think he can win, mate? Uh, I think he's right in it. I yeah. do. I think he's right in it. Um, yeah, if, you know, he can run. He runs up to his run in the Lightning. He's definitely going to be. He's going to be right in the finish. That's for sure. He's um, he's he's a very good colt, and you know, uh, if he gets the right run. He can certainly. He can certainly be in that, for sure. In Sydney, Astero and Bianca Nero go around for your stable. Astero's a good each-way chance in the midway handicap. Your thoughts there on those two? Astero, probably unlikely from that okay. barrier. Uh, and Bianco Nero, uh, yeah, good run first up. Uh, probably races are coming a little bit quick for her, I would say, but we just thought we'd have a, have a shot because she's going really well and she probably really wants a little bit further, too, I think, to be... To be at her best. But, uh, you know, these races don't come around. They're only around here one time a year. So if you've got one going, all right, you've got to have a shot. So we'll, we'll have a shot anyway. Can't wait for, to see what Bonus Notches can do in a new market handicap, mate. Um, big fan. You've done a wonderful job with him and uh, looking forward to that race. It's a cracker there at Flemington on a Saturday. Good luck, mate. Thanks for your time on Stable Mail. Anytime, Gareth. No he's worries at all. He's a Thank good you. man and a very good trainer, Matty Smith. Great to catch up with Matt Smith there as he saddles up Bonus Natchez in the 1,200-metre Group 1 Newmarket Handicap. On Thursday, Gareth was joined by Peter Snowden to round out Stable Mail, and he has a strong team on Saturday. So let's see what Peter had to say about the chances of the resuming Mazu in the Group 1 Newmarket Handicap. Great to be with you on a Thursday morning. Uh, love a Thursday morning. Stable Mail, of course, and then... The weekend preview as we get set for another wonderful Saturday afternoon of racing. And as always, the Snowdens will play a major part. And it's great to have Peter Snowden on a busy morning join us here on Giddy Up Stable Mail. Good morning to you, Peter. Thanks for your time, mate. Morning, Gareth. How are you? Good, thank you. Were you happy with Godzilla's trial? Looked good from the eye the other day. And, of course, he goes around the Pago Pago at Rose Hill on Saturday. Yeah, really happy with him. He's a lovely horse. Uh, the one run he had last for was encouraging. 
And uh, no, so nothing but pleases so far this time through. Will you send the filly to Rose Hill on Saturday or will she head to Canberra August Bloom? Um, she's entered no, for the Magic Night. Yeah. She'll run in Sydney on Saturday, yeah. Yeah, happy with her? Yeah, the door's not so kind, no. but look, her, both the runs have been very, very good. Uh, it was a high-class race she was in last start, and you're going to make a case she might have been a bit stiff. She didn't get any clear air at all. The straight she had to keep dragging the outside. Finally got clear, and she made really good ground later on some really good fillies. So, uh, no, she's very talented. Um, yeah, just, just a shame. She probably gets back anyway, but from 14, you know, you're going to be a long way back. So it's just going to make it a little bit harder, but, but she's um, done nothing wrong since her last start. One of the most interesting runners all day for mine is Cannonball, who represents your stable for the first time in the Morris McCartan Stakes. Those form lines behind Gigi Kick and Bunes Notches reads pretty well for a race like this. Yeah, my word. No, there's a strong form lines for a race like this and a good draw, 53 kilos on his back and Barry too. There's a lot to like about his chances. He's been a good, accomplished sprinters, um, but he's, he's pleased as well here. Um, his work's been good. He's a very good track worker. Uh, he's a bold going horse. Um, as you say, in racing good company, being competitive. So there's no reason to think you can't run a solid race on Saturday. Love the job that you've done with She's a Belter. And I've watched her closely of late. And gee, she, I loved her run the other day, Pete. She looks like she's primed to run a big race in this Group 1 Coolmore Classic. Oh, God, it was hard to watch the other yeah, day. I know, but uh, at least you can walk she, away knowing that she's going pretty well. If you're looking at the yeah. positive, yeah. The flick was outstanding. I actually yeah. pulled her head off the whole race, and Willie said himself he made a bad blue and take her that far back. Um, she pulled her head off the whole race and still ran home the best flick last one of the day of the of the race. So uh, it just shows you how well she's going, but unfortunately it's a wasted run where they get no joy. But uh, look, she's come through it fine. Um, much better draw Saturday. Very, very tough race. Very tough race. Mm. But she's a very good filly, and I... At good odds, I definitely wouldn't rule her out. What about Mirror Vision? Yeah, very genuine. Got a beautiful draw. Uh, there's really good speed in that race, but she'll be handy. Uh, make her own luck. Uh, nothing wrong with the first up run. She got galloped on quite badly there. Uh, she's very lucky to get a serious injury. She only had a minor one and just at the back of the, back of the uh, tendon, but that's uh, healed fairly quickly. No infection, so we give us no drama. We never missed any work. And uh, second, third up, she's really, she's very solid normally. So uh, I'm expecting a good run from her as well. Talking about fillies from your stable that are flying revolutionary misses and had much luck this preparation. And this is much easier in the CUNY stakes as she heads to Flemington on Saturday. Yeah, we, we just thought um, Coolmore was just way too hard. And uh, we thought the, an easier race would have been the far lap. And uh, all those fillies followed us. So we thought, <laughs> oh, well, we'll... We'll look at Melbourne maybe as a possibility. She goes very well in Melbourne. She's got great form down there. And this is a perfect race. So uh, things might have panned out right for us, hopefully. But uh, you're right. Both her runs have been very good and very good company. Uh, Finney hit the line really well on both occasions. Stepping up the mile now. We know she can get a mile. She runs second in the guineas, uh, 1,000 guineas to um, horse of uh, Chris Wallace. Um yeah. Name escapes me now, but uh, she ran a very brave second that day on a heavy ground, which she doesn't like. So, very, very genuine mare. It'd be great to see her win a, a race on Saturday. Yeah, that was Madame Pomery there at Caulfield that day. Wallaby was impressive there at Flemington at a prize. Did she surprise you, or do you think she's up to winning a race like this on Saturday? I think she's up to it. I think yeah. she definitely is. Um, she's, as I say, she never runs badly. She's very, very genuine, and um, she's going very good.
What about Weddell goes around in Melbourne as well in the Australian Cup prelude? He's coming off that nasty eye injury, um, and he's had two runs back this preparation. He gets Williams. Is he ready to fire now? Yeah, he's only the one run back, actually. Oh, sorry. Uh, we, gave him a, we gave him one run after his eye injury, uh, ran him in the Villiers, and uh, he ran very well, very, very well. We've tipped him out just for a short break again because uh, he'd been in the stable for so long with his eye. Um, we just saw a little couple of weeks out to freshen him up. And he gave him a run the other day in a very fast run race, and he, all he'd done was just chase the whole race. He never got a chance to travel at all, and he, he looked plain to the eye. But he's going much better than that. Stepping up to 2,000 metres and getting somewhere near his right trip. He's done particularly well since that run. So uh, I definitely think not going down there for a look, he's, uh, he'll be competitive for sure. And I know Marzu has to carry, what, 57 in a new market handicap. But, geez, he's at a big price for mine at $16 when you have a look at his form lines in Sydney. Can he win down the straight there, Pete? Yeah, look, he, he tried very good there the other day. It's only one bit. It's only a trial. But... Yeah. Um, he tracked very good, um, hit the line very strong, full of running. And Sam came down and rode him. He just felt amazing. So he certainly hasn't lost something from last prep. I've seen a bit of a difference in him. He seems a bit more settled now. Uh, he's getting better and travelling. There's nothing better than travelling horses to make him horses. So uh, he's getting a bit of that now. He's starting to settle down into his work better and, and do things more, more professionally now. Um, but he, look, he's, you're on his way over the odds. There's no way in the world he's... A sixteen dollar chance, but he's, uh, for me, I'm happy to drew out where he did. I think that's always like drawing out wide uh, down the straight because it gives you options. You know, you get buried away on the inside, is you can get endorsed for trouble. But out wide, you can make your own luck. If they go to the outside fence, you're already there, and if they go inside, you're on the outside of them and not getting held up. So, um, no, I'm not happy. I'm not uh, disappointed with the draw. I quite like it. Fifty-seven kilos, probably weighted up to his very best, but um, the horse in good order. He's got fresh form, but he does get better as, a, as the prep goes on. But uh, he'll be super competitive there on Saturday. Geez, you've got some nice chances. We all know, Pete, that you need a little bit of luck. But what would be your best on, on the weekend, mate? Um, hard to say a best, but you'd, you'd have to think Revolution Miss um, and Wallabye there. They're both very good chances in the community on Saturday. I know you're a busy man, but we really do appreciate your insights, mate, on a Thursday morning. Good luck on the weekend. Thanks, mate. I hope I've helped the punters oh, with the right call. You never let us down, Pete. Good on you, mate. He's now. He's Bye. a good man, Peter Snowden, as well. We are lucky to have these, like all of those trainers on a Thursday morning, join us and go through their runners, um, especially ahead of the bigger races. It just helps us, uh, us punters, um, try and back a winner, um, which is much appreciated as always. 11 minutes past nine in the east, 11 minutes past eight in Queensland. Of course, it is. Um, what is it, 11 minutes past six in Western Australia. So that means we'll take a break. And on the other side of it, we'll come back with a bag of tips on this Thursday morning as we try and find you a few winners on this Thursday across the three coats. Plenty of confidence there from Peter Snowden on a pair of Triple Crown syndications-owned gallopers in Mazu, as well as Revolutionary Miss, who will go around at Flemington on Saturday. That's all we had time for on the Stable Mail on Thursday. So it's now time for the weekend preview as Jack Dickens, Dean Watling and Mick Gannon preview the Group 1 New Market Handicap as well as the Group 2 CUNY Stakes at Flemington. On Giddy the weekend preview with Dean Watling, Mick Gannon and Jack Dickens. Geez, I'm excited about the weekend preview when we've got Group 1 racing at Flemington with the New Market and the Coolmore Classic 
at Rose Hill. So let's welcome in the team. Thanks to First Light Racing. Jack Dickens, good morning to you. Good morning, G. You feeling better? Everyone's a little worried about you these days. Um, you seem to be so, getting well, sick. A I not, bit. haven't missed a commitment this week. I know you I'm haven't, like, but I'm like some. I know. I know. Um, yeah, look, I've felt better, but have I ever let you down, Gareth? No, you haven't. Dean Watling, good morning to you, mate. Morning, G. Dicko. All right, Dan. then. Get it out of the way, Dicko. <laughs> mate, I'll, I'll leave it to you, you know. No. Um, <laughs> We've all made. I'll leave it to you. We've I think all done nothing that. improves a horse like ownership, and I think we're sort of seeing that in the SEN family. Like you think you own, you think you made Dean, and well, hey, the boy can do no wrong. Oh well, he can't because you know what, Dick? I've been in his situation where I've slept in from time to time, and there's no worse feeling. And um, Dino's oh. he's never missed a beat. G'day, and, boys. Good morning. How are you? Hello, Mickey Gaddon. How are you going, brother? <laughs> Doing very well, mate. Gee, the sun's shining in Sydney. It's all happening here. Big weekend of racing. Oh, you're on Cannot fire, wait. aren't you, Mickey Gaddon? Because your, your subscription's just going um, off, <sighs> off off its chops, basically, there on the, the great tip-off and dominating proceedings. And it's the best $25 you can buy. That's it, G. A couple of boost juices or a $25 subscription. I know, I know which one I'll be choosing. Hey, Dicko, do you want to start at Flemington or Rose Hill on this Thursday morning for our weekend preview? Um, easy. I'm very easy. I think they're great meetings, very good betting cards, um, great tracks too. I think that I'd like Mick to confirm, but I think Rose Hill is going to race reasonably evenly, which is a big result for people betting in Sydney. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a fair track there at Rose Hill on Saturday, Mickey G. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, obviously dry in the true, it's going to race even. The only worry is how much irrigation they pour on, right? Because it's when they do, when it doesn't rain, you know, it's it's a manual irrigation. So there can be lanes, there can be different points, but I'd suggest it's going to be an even track. It's going to be dry, 30 degrees on Saturday. So play fair. And as you get throughout the meeting, though, Dicko, obviously the track gets drier. I'd be more favouring on pace late in the day. And at Flemington on Saturday, Dicko, it plays well all of the time and we'll be on a good track. The rail is out four metres. So looking forward to the car there at Flemington. And I, I would just say it doesn't play uh, fair all the time. It often doesn't, but it's just the best track to bet on in Australia. What do you mean it, that? It's often got a little bit of a bias, a little bit of a pattern. I think on Saturday we'll see an on-pace pattern. Okay. And uh, I love it because you can get rid of half of them. Let's start with the CUNY. We'll start with the Flemington meeting, and it's race number three on the program. Geez, Peter Snowden gave a good push for Revolutionary Miss. She's at $4.60 with Bet365. Of course, the world's favourite online betting company. Make sure you gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. Shuffle Dancer was so impressive the other day at $3.60. Pavitra at $7. Wallaby was so impressive at Flemington the other day. The stable mate to Revolutionary Miss at $7 with Bet365. Papillion Club was a black booker as well at $8. So this is a good race for the Phillies, Dicko. What are you doing? Um, Revolutionary Miss, the most exciting horse that brings the Grouse Sydney form um, in secret form. It's the best form I think there'll be for this grade of race. Then it draws barrier one, which is a big, big bad tick for it. Like it's a big cross, G. Yeah. But, and it's going to be worse in midfield. Don't like that either. But it's got the King Kong of Victorian racing, Mark Zara steering. So uh, I think you're entitled to to trust it if you want to. Uh, I think it's certainly the most likely of those in the market. Wallenby is like 
gross unders. Shuffle Dance is gross unders. I'll be laying both heavily. Um, their cast map wise, they have to go back from wide draws. Uh, Papillion Club started the same price as Wollongbar, a little bit shorter. Was three wide, no cover, and stuck on. It was as good as it last start in a Swoopers race. It's the easiest bet of all time, along with Nunthorpe, who started favourite in that race. Started four forty. Started four forty two and a half weeks ago. Wasn't suited. Loses Jay Carr, cops L Nolan, but that's about the only chink I can find. And Luke Nolan's a great rider in himself, so. Uh, it'll lead. It'll give a great sight. I can't believe the price of Nunthorpe, and I'm going to back both Nunthorpe and Papillion Club. And full credit to, uh, is it Moya Lass that comes here as a maiden? Yes, yes. Oh, hey, Julie, I, I had a chat to Julia Sander. Uh, she's got a ton of ability. So, um, Well, I'd be sending it to a really weak maiden and yeah. having the biggest bet of my life then. Well, Lofty Strike needs needs a mate there as he heads to the races <laughs> on Newmarket. Well, lucky the same ownership group, I'll tell you what. Anyway. It'll get a great run, more or less. Um, yeah. But I think it'll, I think it'll cough and G. Uh, I, I thought even Pavitra was like thereabouts. I think it has to roll forward. We know it stays. Um, yeah, look, right, I'm going to be with Nunthorpe and Papillion Club, and I reckon Revolutionary Miss. If Mark gets it all right, which he often does, will just be absolutely savage, savaging the line. But it's a big risk at the same time. So Nunthorpe, $25 the win, and Papillion Club, $25 the win there for Dicko in the CUNY. What about you, Dino? Yeah, I think it's a racing two for mine between Shuffle Dancer and Revolutionary Miss. Uh, I agree with Dicko. The concern for Shuffle Dancer is the, the map, but I thought the win last start was good. Sat wide, albeit on a slow tempo, but I think it's got gears to give, and it finally steps up to probably a, a testing grade here. Revolutionary Miss comes out of that really good in secret form and has run really well the Melbourne way of going. So I think I'm going to lean the way of Revolutionary Miss just at the price compared to Shuffle Dancer. Um, I think that's where the, the market will come, and I hope Mark Starr can maybe sit a touch more positive from the gate third up now. So I'm going to have my 50 on at number one, Revolutionary Miss. Mickey G? Yeah, I don't hold the same concerns as Dicko in regards to revolutionary miss. I think that it will sit, um, she'll sit in front of Moya Lass. Last start, she jumped really, really well. And they just did use her up. I think she jumped pretty much equal with them. And now you've got one. There's no other option. If you sit behind Moya Lass, well, you're going to be in all sorts. So uh, as described, the King Kong of the Melbourne Racing Zara, I'd think that revolutionary miss is an easy bet to have, G. I'll have more my 50 on it. Thank you. G, I would just say, like, as a little bit of a lesson to punters out there, I know this is sponsored by Bet365, but we're also a bit of a fan of the exchange. Revolutionary miss is a golden opportunity to bet in run here. If what Mick Gannon says is true, and it well could be, and this horse lands like leaders back or just one one line off the front of the, the race, I'd definitely be betting. And you can in run. So you have to make a decision nice and quick, but you'll see the intent from Mark straight away. And that's a really good opportunity to, to like hedge your bet if you're not on it or, or double your bet if you are. She's a good price for my revolutionary miss at $4.60. And she'll get a lovely run from an inside gate, I think, for Mark Zara. So... Papillion Club and Nunthorpe, $25 the win for Dicko with his staking plan, but he's scared of revolutionary miss. And Dino's having $50 on the filly for the Snowden camp, and so is Mickey Gaddon in the CUNY at Flemington. The size produce is race number four over the 1,400 metres for the two-year-olds. We've got Gombari at $7 for Waterhouse and Bot. Tommy Kitten at $19, one of my favourites. Jeez, I've got a lot of time for this son of Dundeal, Fist of Fury. At $10, Freak of Nature at $9. V8, the son of Grunt, at 
350. <laughs> oh, and then let we've it got, rip. Ray Rath. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, Jibonico for Chris Begg and Craig Williams at 460. All right, then Sassy Boom given a chance at $10. Dean Watling, you can kick off proceedings here in the size. Yeah, I think it's a wide open race. You obviously got um, the Waterhouse and Bot Visitor as well. And the Migs V8 was really good on debut. Has had that tick over trial or jump out, which was really strange. It wasn't let off the bit. Sort of was in reverse the last 100 metres. So I'm not sure what was happening there. And then Freak of Nature and Fits of Fury or Fists of Fury, sorry, um, tying to each other. It's a race I'm not too keen to bet into, but I think uh, Fist of Fury has the SP profile. I think the Hawks are hitting their straps now. Jive McNeil, Barrier 1, if they can use that gate up and sit positive, and I think it peaks third up here, and I think $10, I think it's way over the odds uh, compared to the, the favourite V8, who's a little bit of a high pulse here, and I have a little bit of concern. This is a bit of a step up, so I'm just going to have my 50 on Fists of Fury, please, G. Yeah, that is a terrific bet, Dino. That sleeping has done you the world of good Seriously. on Monday morning. Mickey Gaddon. Oh, can you two get a room? Mickey Gaddon, what are you doing? <laughs> you get a really good get there, don't you? Don't get jealous, Dicko. I feel like you're the dad on the sidelines. I've got work, they don't. We're in a hurry. Let's go, Mickey Gaddon. I think Gun Bear is the horse I want to follow. G being luckless at its last two starts. I think Flemington 1400 metres is absolutely ideal. It is versatile enough. I know it's been ridden back at its last two starts from wide barriers, but barrier seven here, I think they'll push the button up to 1400 metres and roll forward. And I won't be um, letting Dubbenenko go around without mine. So I'm going to have $30 Gun Bear and $20 Dubbenenko. Yeah, that's a great name. Um, Dabanico, $4.60 there. The win with Bet365. All right, the Bush Ranger, what are you doing? Oh, the Bush Ranger, turn it up. Uh, Dabanico <laughs> started 101 in the, uh, in, the, in the Blue Diamond. Like, it's just ludicrous. It can't win, and I'm going to gap it. Uh, Vate will start favourite, will look the winner, and you like you just can't knock it. It's done absolutely nothing wrong. It's been about six lengths, G. Six lengths. Look, you just can't knock it. It's going to get every possible up on speed. I thought Tom Kitten and Amur for the driver and his assistant trainer, James Cummings, looked very juicy prices to me, both of them. Uh, but the main player for me would just be taking on Debenko. Uh, I, I like this Gambier a little bit, um, Mickey. Like you can sort of argue just the form's good enough, but just the map grades me right up. I think it'd be worse than midfield. Don't want to be there. So what are you doing, Dicko, with your 50 bucks for the size? Uh, holding it. All right, then. No bet. You can do that. That's gambling responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Now, Shuffle Dance, I'll get in contact with Moods. She's also entered for the Morpherville Guineas on a Monday. Which way would you go, Dicko? Uh, I'd go the Guineas because it just can't win that map. Okay. We'll find out with uh, Kath Coleman or Peter Moody regarding Shuffle Dancer there on uh, the weekend as she go to Adelaide on a Monday or does she head to Flemington on a Saturday? This is the weekend preview. Thanks to first light racing. And also of course, bet three, six, five, the world's favorite online betting company. Make sure you gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Terrific prizes to give away today with the best text messages. 0499-736-736. So send in your questions to the team. And after the news, we'll preview of course, some of the other feature racing at Flemington, including the big one, the Group 1 Newmarket Handicap for the sprinters down that famous Flemington Strait. It's right on 10 o'clock. This is Giddy Up. Thanks to Bet365. It's news time. Great to be with you on this Thursday morning. It's weekend preview time. Thanks to First Light Racing, of course, Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Make sure you gamble responsibly. Call one 800 
858 858. We are previewing the feature races at Flemington on Newmarket Day. The rail is out four metres, but we should be on a good track there at Flemington on Saturday. And it's now time to have a look at race number five on the program, which is for the Mayor's, the Matron Stakes. And uh, this is a good little race. Uh, let's have a look at the prices here. Inspirational Girl first up, 650. Barb Raider at 420. Exolita at 550. Cerulio Miss at $11. Elusive Express at $13. So you see, informed the blinkers have done the trick for her. For Michael Maroney at six fifty, Forbidden City at six fifty, and then No Secret at ten dollars. Big prices for the rest. Mickey Gaddon, you kick off proceedings here in the Matron, which is race five at Flemington. Thanks, G. Happy to be with So You See. I think it logs in the top four, um, and we've seen a different horse once the blinkers have gone on. I think you're getting a pretty fair price around there, the seven dollar mark. I had it marked five dollars, so it becomes a pretty easy bet for me. Interested to see what Dico says because these are probably more his areas than mine. But I'm very happy with his so you see, G. Fifty. So six fifty, fifty dollars a win on the Mike Moroni train mare. What are you doing here, Dico? Uh, extremely confident that Exolita is the biggest bet of the day in Melbourne. Absolutely savage the line behind Anavisto was backed in that race behind Anavisto. Um, I think we all sort of declared and steamed into Anavisto that day. She'll run around in Sydney. We'll talk about that later on. That's going to stand up that form, whether she runs a big race or not, because she's going to start favourite in that race just about. Uh, Exolita is the easiest bet of all time. It's also smart. dual noms for the Coolmore, yeah? Yeah, I think they'll run here. Yeah. Mark, yeah. Well, you don't you don't waste Mark Zara's time, as we talked about. You don't, you don't make King Kong angry. <laughs> All right, he's an alpha, and you don't piss off alphas. Oh, you don't upset alphas, right? This horse will get the perfect run. It's absolutely prime third up. I just love this horse. This is the easiest bet of all time. I think the danger here, G, is Elusive Express, who was also very good in that race, and you're getting a fair price. I thought they'd go up a little bit tighter than they have. At the prices they've gone up, just very, very easy bets to have. Exolator, a huge bet, and Elusive Express, a little bet. So if we say we're betting uh, their 50G, well, I've got 100 because I held the 50 over. I'm going to have 90 on Exolita and just have 10 on Elusive Express. Love the confidence there. Exolita, of course, that was one of your mate, um, Johnny O'Neill's horses to follow because he was on the other day against Santa Vista at Sandown. And that was one of his, oh, no. Yeah, it was, she, she, it was him comparing me and Jules and saying Jules has got me covered by 10 lengths. Yeah. That, 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 that's up, of all the things that upset, upsets me, that's probably number one. He just wants to keep you honest, um, Dicko. Dean Watling, what are you doing here in the Matron? Yeah, fascinating race. Inspirational girls jumped out really well. Interesting, they had the blinkers off first jump out and the blinkers on in the second jump out. Now, the blinkers go off on race day. She's got an amazing first start record, but whether or not those silks can produce. I think Barb Raider was outstanding in the mannerism, which raided through the roof behind Espiona. I don't think sitting outside the leader first up 1,400 metres was her go. And I think up to 1,600 metres now, wide date, but has tactical speed. I'd love to see her with a sit here. And I think Barb Raider's the one. I'm going to have my $50 on Barb Raider. My concern, Dicko, with Exolita was the blinkers on last start, missed the kick due to the blinkers on. With a 1,600-meter start at Flemington, I don't think you want to be missing the kick with the about 100-meter run to the bend. So that was my only concern. But I'm with Barb Raider here, fellas. Dino, she won't be missing the kick this week. I'll give you the tip. Yeah. Well, come on, man. She's she, – yeah. I, I – that that last bit was ridiculous, but the first part was really astute. Barb Raider's got also elite stats, track and trips, loves, adores 
does its best work at Flemington. So you're having $50, Dino, with Barb Raider there, mate, at $4.20. So you're happy with that? Lock it in? Yes, please. Lock it in, Eddie. So I love that. Different opinions from our team there. It's Dino. an easy race to bet into, though. You could just sort of... Well, you've thought, declared you could just, one. You could, you could just lay inspiration a girl because, like, let's be honest. Yeah, well, who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> There's more chance. So ex-a-leader for Dicko. On Saturday, they yeah, want to be sh- running a big race. You be those, quiet. Leave opinion. John Lake Jr. alone, Dicko. Barb Raider, $50 the win. So you see $50 the win for Mickey Gaddon. I tell you what race I'm looking forward to there at Flemington on Saturday is the Australian Cup Prelude. One of the best preludes that you've ever seen for the Aussie Cup. We've got Wedor at $16 fixed odds. Second up after that long time off the scene with that nasty eye injury. The great Peter Snowden says we wouldn't be coming here um, to muck around. He's ready to perform well. Vow and Declare at $9. Maricino, the WA star that makes his own luck on pace for Jay-Z Turner at six fifty. Emissary, Michael Moroni made this galloper his best for the weekend at four twenty. Right you are. Kiramar over the moon with this um, galloper who's in winning form at three fifty. market leader with bet 365. Regal power. Intent first up from Jay League Jr. Blinkers going on. Puffer Williams only saved the blinkers for Regal Power when in, um, they were his big dancers. So Regal Power gets the blinkers first time here. Um, this preparation anyway. Blinkers, well, he's got the blinkers on, what I'm trying to say. Not for the oh. first time. You know what I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to say. And then Young Verda at $11. They're all in. John Lake Jr. is all in. Correct. Regal Power. All That's right. the point. Take it away with you, Dicko, and the Australian Cup prelude here. I think the race revolves around two horses in particular. Emissary, who was heavily backed in the Peter Young, which was run at a brutal tempo, um, and sort of gave out late. Now, it's going to be second up off a brutal tempo. Mike Moran is tipping it. He sort of takes his time to get his horses to the top, and when they get to the top, they can hold it. Um, Good horse, going to get a soft run again. Just worried off that brutal tempo, that big run first up. He might regress slightly. Uh, I I think the horse, and I cannot believe I'm saying this because I I actually kind of hate this horse, but Young Werther is a track and trip horse. Oh, no, Dick. He's a map horse. He's third up. He's got a nice profile. D-Lane back on. Um, Really fair price. The rest of these are numbers. They're all sort of numbers in this race, but he's still got a little bit of hope, this horse. He's got an SP profile that says, hey, I'm not that bad. And he's going to get the perfect run. I think at the price... He's the safest way to play. Please, Dicko. Um, don't waste everyone's time. Young Verda. Oh, right. Oh, would you want to have a side bet? Yeah, 100%. I will I will shout you and a listener can come with us to Nobu if Young Verda wins this race. Oh, that Done. Is a... Thank you. I'm on a budget, I know, Dana, but uh, it, it can't win anyway. Mate, what Hutchie's you... paying for that. What are you giving me? I'll shout you Red Rooster. You g- That's give me the prices. Give me... No, if Young Verda runs in the top three... If it doesn't run in the top three or top four, you give me a percent in Keats for the All-Star Mile. Oh, turn it up. <laughs> Come on. You're that what confident. Price, what price is at the place? Someone know that? 320 with bet 365. Yeah, fine. I'll take that. I'm, I'm gifting you odds. So the loser shouts lunch. And a percent in no, Keats no for the All-Star Mile. <laughs> no percentages. Well, I'm not going to get any. I'm not going to get anything anyway because Keats won't run in the money. Oh, you get fifty thousand dollars for running last. Listen, listen, oh, Peter Pan. All right, Peter then. Pan. 
All right, then. So, young Verda, Danny O'Brien. Give me a dockage. Yeah. Stop yelling at Dean. All right, then. Young Verda. Should have heard him on the phone. Oh, my God. $50, the win. To me. In the the Australian Cup pre-league. What are you doing, Dino? I'm shoulder and arms in this race. I (laughs) don't like it at all. I think very tricky. I think there's a lot of chances, which the market reflects. So, I'm going to stay out, G. Mickey Gaddon? I'm just going to get the uh, show back on the road here, G. I'm happy to be with uh, Wethel each way. I think uh, Craig Williams jumps on board here. We're talking behind Animo last start. Animo is obviously very good. This horse has won six from 18. It's dry. 2,000-meter record is phenomenal at $15. I had it a very even race. I could also agree with Dico that Young Woods is um, priced correctly. Maybe may, I had it marked. $10, so touch of overs there. But I think Wedor as well, Mark, $10 is a bet, G. So I'm happy to go there. I have 25 each way on the one. Little, little push for that, G. Craig Williams' stats at Flemington are as good as they get for an enormous uh, data collect. Like, he's had over a 1,000 rides, 14%, and 5.5% profit on turnover. He rides Flemington as good as anyone. So good push there for Young Verd of $50 a win, Dicko, Dino shouldering arms, and 25 each way with Wettel there for Mickey Gaddon in a terrific prelude of the Australian Cup. Can't wait for this. It's one of my favourite races of the year. The Group 1 Handicap, Newmarket Newmarket Handicap at Flemington, of course. It's always a fascinating race. Private Eye at $8 with Bet365. Marzu at $17. I wish I win at $4.40. What a first-up effort there in the Lightning Stakes. Rockin' Horse at $31, the defending champ. Baller at $41. Bella Nipatina's at a big price at $17. September Run at 26 The Astrologers at 50 to 1 Lofty Strike at eight fifty. Chain of Lightning at $23. Front Page, the pride of the Riverina at $19. Snapper at $81. Star Patrol gets the Blinkers at 20 to 1 Swats That gets the Blinkers at 60 to 1 in secret at four twenty, the Philly, and then the Colt Bonus Notches at twelve dollars. What a race it promises to be! We'll start off with you here, Dean Watling, in this year's New Market. Phenomenal race, and these big handicaps—they're what make racing. I think um, Oakley Play, the New Market, um, all those big handicaps are outstanding. A couple of stats to reel off: seven of the past twelve winners have carried under fifty-four kilos. Those that have won that have carried over fifty-four kilos have been Zutori, Lankan, Rupi, Hayless. Red Kirk Warrior and Black Caviar. So you've got to be a good course to carry over 54 kilos here to win. And the Colts have the, the wood over the Phillies here. Nine of the past 12 Colts of Geldings have finished or won this race. Um, as well as four of the last 12 have been three-year-olds. So it's a fascinating race. I love looking at the historical data. Um, but I've got to be with I Wish I Win. That first up run was absolutely phenomenal. You've got to be a good horse to carry weight in this race. And I think he is a good horse. He broke 32 seconds, which is dead set phenomenal over 1,000 metres for a last prep miler um, up to 1,200 metres. And I love that Marzu's drawn out wide with him there in gate 14. And he can tag the back of Marzu and get a lovely run into the race. So I'm keen to back. I wish I win. I think he should be favourite and deserve to be favourite. And I'll have a saver on In Secret here who drops back to 1,200. I love that profile. And she's a cool more winner down the straight. So 25 on I wish I win and 25 on In Secret, please. Okay. That doesn't make sense if it's a saver on In Secret, wouldn't you have ten dollars on it? Yeah, they're both they're two favourites. What are we doing here? So it'd be twenty five dollars the win on both. So he's looking for a yes, profit please. basically. Then twenty five the win on In Secret. Staking. Yes, and I wish I win, Mickey Gannon. What are you doing in the new market handicap? 
I'm just going to hand the baton to Dico quickly, G, because I wouldn't mind yeah. hearing his thoughts on the speed, if you don't mind, Dico, and, and the map. Front page, snapper and the astrologist roll forward. Star Patrol, Mazu thereabouts. Chain of Lightning, Rockin' Horse thereabouts. Belly Nipotain will be tight. I think Swats Up Blinkers is tight thereabouts. Then in secret, I shall win the next pair. Then Private Eye, Bunoz, September, Baller, and Lofty Strike at the back third. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal speed here. Like, like perfect amount of speed. Not not crazy speed, but just genuine good tempo speed. I know. I was going to say, if you went to me first, almost anything you said here, you, you almost couldn't argue with, but then Dane yeah. opened the batting. Yes. But you go, Mick. Now, Dicko, what about, remember last year, there was a little bit of a bias back to the inside and those horses dominated the new market that were drawn lower numbers. So it'd be- I'd, I'd, I'd focus heavily on, like, I love Lofty Strike and Buenos Notches as horses. I just hate their maps here. I, I don't like backing horses that settle in the back third ever down the straight, and the data for this rail position uh, amplifies that again. Uh, we've got that beautiful weather at the moment in Melbourne where it's real crisp and cold in the morning, so I don't think they need to irrigate a ton. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a good track. I, I wouldn't worry overly about the lanes. I completely agree with Dean's point. The only point I agree with is that I wish a win should get a great tag off Marzu. Like, but at the same time, Snapper's going to run a good race to the thousand to eleven hundred at worst. So if you like Channel Lightning, Rockin' Horse, or Bella Nipotino, you're going to get a run. Big straight. There's no excuses for horses that settle midfield or better here. So who are you backing then, Mickey Gannon? Yeah, mate, I'm keen to be a private eye at the uh, at the price. G. I, I just think he has the best turn of foot. I think he's proven 1200 meters in the Gilgai was pretty good. I think we know what he's got to give. I'm not overly concerned with the weights, given that we're not going to see what you what we sort of Dico described as a frantic tempo. It's just going to be a good, strong tempo. So at the weights, I'm not overly concerned there. I'm happy to also have a bit of a play on Marzu at the price. Obviously, very wary in secret. I wish I win. You know, you can make a case for lofty strike. I get it. But at the prices, I'm happy to have uh, what we have. We'll have 40 on private eye and we'll have 10 on Marzu. <laughs> Jack Dickens, what are you doing in the new market? I'm, I'm seriously like, um, I could, I could just make up a lot of options right now at the top of my head. I think the safest way to play this race is in secret. Like mm. Dean spat out those stats and then went with the "I wish I win" comparing him to a really good horse, which he might be. So might Private I be, right? They are scopy exciting horses but in secret's got this profile that i think they'll find i think they'll back and i think you can take five bucks and you'll beat the market she was 1400 back to 1200 when she won the coolmore the exact same setup here uh jay car perfect ride for her perfect barrier like she can if it jumps she can tag the speed if she's slow she can make decisions she's around good horses like star patrol she could end up behind i wish i win i think in secret will start a lot closer to i wish i win than is currently the the differential in, in the price um I, if bella nipotina or private eye swapped barriers with i wish i win and marzu they'd be the two horses i'd probably focus on i just think inside draws down the straight you can see it grey up riders all the time like good riders make bad decisions sometimes from those inside draws and they're the two inside marbles here which grades me up there i, I just think in in secret it's the safest bet in the new market and it's how i'll just i'll keep it pretty simple gene just have my 50 straight on in secret so just with the weights it's a handicap of course mickey gaddon only the real champs win with the top weight um, is private eye, or do you think with the way that the race profiles this year that he's good enough to carry that 58? I think I'm going to see what he did last prep, G, to suggest he's a uh, top quality horse running second 
in the Everest. Well, that stands up. The giga kick form clearly stands up after what we saw last Saturday. Uh, I think that he's probably in the top four, uh, top five horses in the country. Yeah, he's a very like exciting horse. Like he, he started two dollars twenty in the Champions Mile last prep after being as good a run as anything in an Everest that prep. And they got it. They got it wrong. They shouldn't have gone to the mile. I think they worked that out this time. Yeah. I'm just looking at some of the history. Um, in the last 50 years, only Shaftesbury's Avenue has won with 58 on its back. First up, he carried 60 kilos and kicked their heads in. Yeah. And there was a lot of those runners are in this race. He kicked their absolute heads in. He was one of the, the wins of the season down the straight last prep. That, if he drew barrier like eight or wider, I'd probably just be steaming in with him as well. But just barrier two. Yeah. But then it's also very, very silly to underestimate the gun. B of Dollar's a very good rider. That's yeah. that's why we love handicap racing. It's the best, isn't yeah, it? You it's can it's debate so far all, ahead of the yeah, other races. You can debate all day long. So $50 a win in secret there for you, Dicko. In secret, I wish I win $25 each. And Mickey G, can you just go through your staking plan once again for the new market? Yes, mate. I have 40 private eye and 10 Marzu. I think Marzu is a horse that um, you've been completely forgotten about. And we'll be down the outside, but we'll be sitting sitting forward um, in the run. So I think that's, I think that's great. Yeah. Well, I think he's the map horse, Marzu, for sure. Eh? I, I'm fascinated what price he starts because he is sort of forgotten, isn't he? Yeah, and Pete mm. Snowden said that um, he's, dis- he's disrespected big time, Marzu. He should be a lot shorter in the market. And he trialed like a horse that will love the straight as well recently there at Flemington. Let's take a break. It's 21 minutes past 10, and then we'll go through our best bets at Flemington. Welcome back to Giddy Up on this Thursday morning. This is the weekend preview. Just recapping the top weights there in a, a new market. Hayley's carried 58 and a half. Back in 2012, the champ. What a Black, beast he was. Yeah, what a Black, beast. Black Caviar carried 58, um, which is a big effort for a mayor, of course, to win the new market handicap. And then we go back to Shaftesbury Avenue back in 1991. He carried 58. So it's not easy to carry top weight and win a new market. But Mickey G believes Private Eye can do just that in 2023. Staking plans, lads, for the remainder of the card at Flemington. What are we doing? Or it could be for the races that. We've already previewed. Uh, we'll start off with you, Dicko. Uh, biggest bet of the day. Um, how much am I going to spend you, here? You can mate? have $200 for your best on a group one day at Flemington. We'll, we'll have a 100 um, exolita, which is uh, race, race five. five, number four. We'll have 25, race five, the six, Elusive Express. I think we can sort of get a job done there. We'll have um, 50 race three, number seven, Papillion Club, and then the remaining 25 on race three, the 10, none, Thorpe. Please, Gareth, God so bless you. Thank you, Gareth. You've identified two races, the Matron and also the CUNY there at Flemington. I, I am typing up for the SEN um, people a, a more detailed preview as I speak. All right, then. What about you, Dean Watling, with your staking plan? Yeah, pretty easy. I'm going to have 50 on race three, number one, Revolutionary Miss. 50 on race five, number three, Barb Raider. And then 50 on race seven, number three, I Wish I Win. And race seven, number 15, In Secret. Love it. Mickey G? Yeah, I'm going to have 125 Revolutionary Miss in race three, the CUNY Stakes. And I'm going to go down to race four and have the remaining 75 on Gan there. 
in race four, number three. Confident levels, boys. You sound pretty bullish at Flemington. Hi. Yep, love it. Hey, let's take the new... The boys will now preview the Rose Hill cart, which features the Group 1 Coolmore Classic over 1,500 metres for the fillies and mares. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is the weekend preview. Thanks to First Light Racing and Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Make sure you gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858-0499-736-736 to join our conversation. Let's preview some of the feature racing to kick off the Golden Slipper Carnival at Rose Hill. And we'll start with the Pago Pago. For the Colts and Geldings and the two-year-olds doing battle here, Shinzo at $4.80. We've got Maharaba for Graham Begg at $3.50. That was impressive at Flemington the other day. It's the favourite. Introducing um, at $3.80. Kept safe. Godzilla trialled nicely at $15. Then we go down to Adhana at 50 to 1. Kiramar believes that that Colts got better ability than its price. And Limburg at 50 to 1 as well. So we'll start off with you, Dino. What are you doing in the Pago Pago this year? Yeah, it's a bit of a poor addition, I thought, um, this year's Pago Pago. And it's not the general lineup. It hasn't produced a slipper in the, in the last 11 years. So I won't be looking for the slipper winner to come out of this. I think introducing should start favouring this race. Was rushed to the races off one smart trial behind Platinum Jubilee. Um, did a really good job there. Played up before the race uh, on the way to the gate, but still was able to sit up on speed and win. So I think it's got a stack of upside here. Second up will come on. Perfect gate. And over these 1,200-meter races, they're from the shoot start, the 11 and 1,200-meter races. So you, you want to be up on speed. It favors those in the first four um, drastically. So I'm keen to have my 50 on race two, number seven, introducing, please. Mickey Gannon, what are you doing here? Thanks for the great tip-off at um, Sydney Race Tour at Rose Hill, the Pago Pago. Yeah, I think Dino's on the money here. I think there's three horses that can win this race. They all land on speed. Maharaba, introducing and Zolpakar. What I'll say is that I was very keen introducing until I saw Capital Heart sort of half and Storm the Ramparts half sort of, you know, I wouldn't say fail, but they didn't really go that great yesterday. So it wasn't over the moon with that. That was a heavy track. Introducing was on at Warwick Farm. I think it will improve on a drier deck, though. So that might counter that. But I think Zolfakar, I think Maharaba, and I think introducing the three, G, you can play them all for a profit. How that looks, um, I don't know, 15, 15, 10, 15 on uh, introducing, 15 on Maharaba, and 10 on Zolfakar. Dico, what are you doing in the Pago Pago? Uh, well... Job made a little bit easier. I'm going to lay introducing the form stinks and, um, you know, other reasons. Zolkafar was slaughtered, not suited in the blue diamond. And apart from that showed good tactical speed, which the boys tell me is a good thing here. Uh, I, I can't believe it's $8. Like it just seems wrong. It's race fit. It's, it's the fit horse here. Um, proper camp, easy bet to have the one Zolfika. Mickey? He already tipped. Yeah, I thought he was putting his hand up because he wanted to... Um... Oh, no, sorry, Jay. I was just stretching. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Working beautifully. Let's Smooth have... operator. <laughs> Let's have a look at the magic night for the Phillies. Um, Blanc de Blanc at 380 Fire Lane at $19. Remedies at $9. Still City, Kiramar made her his best for the weekend at 320 and then we go to Taekwaz Satuza. Um, I butchered that, I know. $7. Oh, um, and then clean. August Bloom will be definitely going to Sydney, not to Canberra at 
And Tis Invincible down the bottom at $9. Dino, you're the king of the babies for us, so you can kick off proceedings once again. This is an absolute phenomenal edition of the Magic Night. It's produced a slipper winner in the name of Tamichi and some other winners of the past, Sunlight. She's extreme, to name a couple. Um, phenomenal race, I think. Blanc de Blanc has its work cut out from the wide date. was phenomenal last start on a, a hot tempo there when sitting four wide. Uh, where it gets to in the map's a big concern. It could be wide again here. We saw Fasol frank that form running second to learning to fly last week. So that ties in really well. Steel City, I love the draw here. I think they're going to use the gate, go forward. That's the right profile. Didn't get out anywhere near in the Blue Diamond. It has that lovely SP profile. I think um, Steel City's the one to beat, and that's the one I'm going to have my 50 on. I think Tukui Santuzzi was phenomenal on debut. But I think it's a size horse. So if I'm going to have a bet here later on, I'm going to back to Santuzzi in the size. And then down the bottom of the page, a big watch, Tis Invincible. Um, still on for the Black Opal, but if it comes here, I, I don't think it can win, but I think it can run really well and then win the Percy Sykes at a massive price. So I'm going to have my 50 on still City. I'm going to back to Santuzzi in the size and Tis Invincible in the Percy Sykes. Mickey Gannon, what are you doing here in the Magic Nine? If they go forward on Still City, I don't see how they beat her. I think she's a good thing of the day, G. I think Remedies is a horse that's probably over the odds. Will roll, roll forward Timmy Clark, put herself right on speed. Looks the perfect place to be if Still City, for some reason, doesn't show up. But for me, I'll have all my 50 on Still City. You with Still City as well, Dicko? It's a bit boring. Yeah, well, um, we just want winners. Well, if it was a good thing of the day, I wouldn't have put Regan Bayless on it, but He's riding phenomenal at the minute in Sydney, Regan. Really well. Old so, Regan versus new Regan. Like five lengths. I don't know. Steel City on top. Great up. Don't want to bet. Steel City, the easiest. Like, obviously on top, though. Like it maps perfectly. But barrier one could be a car crash again. All right, then. The team keen on Steel City there in the Magic Night. We'll take our final break and then we'll come back and go through some of the other features in Sydney, plus the weekend multi in your text messages. Weekend preview time as we go through the feature races at Rose Hill on Saturday. Um, boys, let's run through these races. The far lap stakes for the three-year-olds, group two, 1,500 metres. Bet365 has Glynis Silver, $15.00. We've got Brosnan at $16. Who got you? The filly goes there with McDonald aboard at $1.70. Madam Pomery, the stable mate, at $6. And then Cool Die at $10. Mickey Gannon, what are you doing in the far lap? Uh, you got Zoo Gotcha rolling for Glint of Silver and Daytona as well. I think Zoo Gotcha just lands in the perfect spot to get J Mac ready to go. Um, second up, ready to peak. Wins. There's not much price here, but it'll be winning. Race yeah. six, number seven, Zoo Gotcha. She looks hard to beat, Dean Watling. Yeah, phenomenally hard to beat here. Second up, missed that run. First up, stays, only goes up 100 metres, which I love. Perfect gate, Gunner summed up well. She's the best horse here and a really easy bet to have, even though she's short odds. Would you take a $1.70 to gotcha, Jack? No, I wouldn't, okay. but it'll win, Yeah, probably. Right. I'll just sit back and enjoy. Do you know where it's headed to after this? Maybe that's the way the punters at home can make some money here because... You know, they can anchor this thing in a multi, but that no one listening is going to steam into a buck seventy. Yeah. Well, I'll find out hopefully by um, the time the show finishes in about nine minutes' time. Got to get the captain on. Yeah, we'll get the captain on. We'll see what he has to say. Big fan of yours, Dicko. <laughs> Let's have a look at the sky high for the stays. Night's order, $9. 
Um, Sunshine Rising at six fifty. We've got Benno Blinkers on at twelve dollars. King Frankel four dollars. And protagonist is a fascinating runner. William Haggis, James McDonald at six dollars. Here we'll start with you, Dino. Yeah, really good race, outstanding contest, and a lot of different overseas form lines come together. You got the local King Frank, who was phenomenal first up off two really good trials. I found it really, really hard to find a bet in this race, so um, I'm going to stay out and leave my money for the Coolmore. All right, then Mickey G. Yeah, I thought if there's only one runner in the race that I could back, just at the price would be Zyrak. I thought it was enormous last start, really, really good. Only needs to. Um, return to a similar figure than what it did last night. You have to go up 600 metres, but the stable's fine. Ryan Maloney, Barry 16, they're going to have to roll forward, so you're going to know your fate pretty early. It's going to be roll forward and sit top four. I think it's a pretty easy each way bet to have, so I have 25 each way on the uh, $17 quote, G. Yeah, have, you, have you two jumped off the bed of the spring, Sunshine Rising? Yeah, yeah, not for me, yeah. not, for, not for me. I'm done. All right, then. Dino? Yeah, I'm off the train. I was only on first up last preparation, <laughs> but I've been well and truly off. Let's have a look at the Coolmore Classic. This is mm. the Group 1 for the Mayors. Hinged at eight fifty, and Avisto at $6. Hope in your heart for Kerry Parker at $8. Ruthless Dame at seven fifty. Yearning at $13. Espiona at $10. And then big prices for the rest. Dicko, what are you doing in the Coolmore? Uh, I like Anavisto and I like Exolita if it runs. I'll be backing both. Yeah, but we're pretty sure Exolita's in Melbourne. But um, So you're backing both and Exolita at $23 for the Coolmore yep. if she goes that way. And Anavisto, which is the firm favourite at $6. Are you still in love with Anavisto here, Dino? Yeah, I love it here. And I think we're just getting a price purely on the barrier. But when you dissect the race, um, the 1,500-metre start, there is 350 metres to the first bend. So I love Nash on. He's got an outstanding profile when he's on these front runners. And uh, the last eight out of 12 winners of this race have carried 55 kilos plus. And the three-year-olds don't have the best record, albeit running um, pretty well in this race. I think Anavisto is an outstanding bet here around that $6 price. If you drew a gate barrier one, I think she would be half that price and you're probably in a worse position. So I love the gate, love the barrier, love the jockey. Um, I'm keen here. I'm going to have my 50 on Adavisto, please. Mickey G, what are you doing in the group one here? There is a stack of pace on uh, this race here, G, and I think Expat will be the fly in the ointment for Adavisto. I think it'll bring it undone. I think yearning is the bet that we need to have. It's just, I just can't believe Abdullah went back to the inside. The horse w- would have gone so close to winning last start, but maybe that just suggests that they'll... Keeping a little bit under their sleeve for this race, G. You're getting thirteen dollars. That's a great weekend. On what did what did the Scooby Doo man say? No, nah, they're, they're key. Michael Hawk said best of the weekend. Clearly, yearning flying. Was it Michael or Wayne? Well, uh, Michael, Michael. Michael. Yep. Okay. I'll right. play that a little bit. And Winkers go on too, Gano, which yep. I'm sure you'd love. So, so, what's what's your staking plan there, Gano? Twenty-five each way yearning. Twenty-five each. I love way. that rule number seventy-eight. Follow your money. Yearning. Okay. Then. <laughs> All right, then what's your best? The Ajax is a good race as well. Um, looking forward to the fifth race is a beauty at Rose Hill, um, which sees Cannonball first up for the Snowden camp, of course, in the Morris McCartan stakes. So if you've got a bet there, let us know in your staking plan for your best bets there, lads, in Sydney on Saturday. Mickey G, you can kick off proceedings here, mate. Uh, just in the Ajax team? I mean, just if, if you've got a bet in the Ajax, but from an overall point of view, we are running out of time, unfortunately. 
No, you're right, mate. I'm happy to be have something on Zabak in the Ajax. From an overall point of view, I think Yearning is the best each way play of the day. I'm very, very confident there, G. And I think the pundits can check out socials for our best bets. Make sure you jump on Twitter and Instagram and follow uh, Giddy Up. So your best is Yearning there yeah. all day in Sydney on Saturday. Yep. Love it. What are you doing, Dino? Going to have 100 on race four, number six, Steel City. And then my other 100 on race eight, number two, Anavistio. Very simple for the punters. And Dico? I'm going to have $73, race two, number one, Zolkafar. I'm going to have... Um, I'm going to have... I'm going to have $28 on race seven, number two, Knight's Order. Yes. I'm going to have 100 on Anavisto, yes. but I'll have 80 on it if Exolita runs and 20 on Exolita. Yep. And I'll have 20 on Yearning because I respect Mick Gannon's opinion there and he's just like a lot of the ways going about it. And I like that Michael's tipped it, not Wayne. Right, so then. that's what I'm doing. Let's get through these text messages. Mitchie Lewis, Shuffle Dancer's going to Melbourne, so definitely she'll be competing in Melbourne. I would like the lads' thoughts on these four. Right, Dicko, you can go through these. Size, Freak of Nature for Jason Warren. Map horse, hard to knock, but mm, yeah. Hinged in the Coolmore. I hate that horse, but it's always running good races. Yeah. Um, but I think they'll back it. All right, then. Knight. Bad draw, yeah. bad draw, dry track against. Knight's order. Can win, I'm yeah. on it. Great show, boys. Is September running lofty striker chance, van bushing late. Back private eye, and I wish I win months ago, but I'm not confident after the inside draws. Um, Dicko? They're they're all chances. Just you, you win, you lose more than you win if you back those horses that settle worse in midfield. Yep. Now, if you have a book, which this sounds like this guy does, where you've got a great position already, then you need to make your decisions like a little bit differently. So yeah, they they can run. They're gonna run big races, and they might get there in time. But just if you haven't bet yet, I'd, I'd just prefer to be on those horses that settle forward in midfield. Thoughts on Star Patrol in the new market. Good track and trip stats. Now third up, form around passive aggressive. When giving her weight, last prep, carrying 52 with a good draw, $20 plus at Flemington seems overs to me. Um, starting 9.50 in the Oakley Plate with the SP. That's from Nick Dicko. 100% right. I mean, we spoke about this race is phenomenal. This race is absolutely phenomenal. And that Star Patrol is going to get a gun run. Like a really, really good run behind the behind the speed. He'll peel and he'll look the winner almost at, at one point, I think. All right, then weekend multi-time. We are running out of time. So, um, Mickey Gannon, you can kick off proceedings here. None yeah, from take... 17, are we, guys? No, none from <laughs> 6 or 7. <laughs> Low flying. I'll, I'll take Steel City in uh, race 4G at Rosemont. Mickey G, it was with Steel City. What are you doing here, Dino? I'm going to go race 8, number 2, Anavistio to place, please. Oh, I love it. And Avisto, the place. And Dicko, what are you doing? Flemington, race five, number four, Exolita. What about if she goes in the rough chance she goes to Sydney? Uh, Nunthorpe to place. Nunthorpe to place. Um, couldn't agree more with Dicko regarding Exolita. When it ran first up, I noticed it's second up form and thought it was a great run behind Ana Vista. Looks a great bet. Third up. Good on you, Jimmy. Give and, him a prize. Yep. Morning, lads. <laughs> Just want to say all the best to Dicko and the All-Star Mile. I'm good friends with Gav and we'll be cheering Keats on from the real barrier attendant. Good on you, Toddy. Um, another oh, another prize. Another prize. 
Um, yeah, Toddy, you can come out for lunch with us. I love that um, text yeah, message. I agree with that. At least you'll like us. Um, we can just have lunch anyway. Hutchie, get out of the wallet. Yeah. Get out of the card. All right, then. And Nick, I can um, win the free subscription to his choice there. That was a terrific text message regarding passive aggressive and the like. Um, thanks for your time, boys. Good luck over the weekend. Can't wait for it on Saturday afternoon. Should be a beauty, Dicko. Thanks for that. Get better. Good on you, Dino. And God bless G. everyone. Just have a phenomenal weekend. It's a great way. It's like yep. what a weekend of racing. Shaping up to be a cracking contest is the Group 1 Coolmore Classic over the 1,500 metres. For the Phillies and Mares, Dean Watling is with Anavisto, the Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. Train Galloper in that feature. So good luck to Joe Watson as well as Cale Hooker who are in the ownership of that exciting mare. We were joined on Friday morning by Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments and what a rich vein of form he has been in in recent weeks. He laid in secret as well as Jack and O over the last couple of weeks, and he rarely misses, does Dean Evans. So it's now time to catch up with Dean Evans as he casts his eye over the Group 1 Newmarket Handicap Field. Yes, this is Getting Up with Gareth Hall on this Friday, the 10th of March. What a big show we have for you. We'll find you winners right across the country, especially in Melbourne and Sydney on a Saturday afternoon, another magical Group 1 day coming up there on a Saturday. So Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments is not far away. Nick Ashman will join us. We'll catch up with Chris Nelson to preview Brisbane. Peter Anthony is to preview the meeting in Perth. And also Mitchie Lewis to go through his best bets there in Adelaide on the Parks track on a Saturday. And we'll find you some winners today as well with bag of tips across the three codes. But let's start our Friday mornings as we do these days in autumn with a man that is just seeing them beautifully at the moment from Winning Edge Investments, Dean Evans. Good morning, Dino. Good morning, Gareth. How are you going? Good, thank you, mate. You must be able to um, – you'll be owning Sydney the way you're tipping at the moment. Oh, uh, look, you know, we, we certainly potted a few last week, but all three favourites of the main races we covered went down. Ash Cabin, as I said, I don't think he could run a mile, and it, it proved that right. I think he might prove a 1,200-metre horse. And he's a good horse. You know, he could, could be an Everest-type horse, but he um he doesn't run the mile, and the sectional has kind of suggested that. Jack and I thought we'd get too far back, um, and he was certainly ridden a lot colder than anyone expected. But um, you know, he was also a question mark over the mile, and I think he'll prove to be a 1,400-metre horse. And then Peritrees, I just thought, was a bit short in the market as well, and uh, and Artorius managed to blow us there. And then our know, best in, in Sydney, Cylinder, You've got the massive price on the Golden Slipper. Yes. He uh, he won again for us, and um, I do think he's 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 absolutely going to be the one to beat in the Slipper. Let's try and find a winner then tomorrow. We'll start off with the Newmarket Handicap, and I hope you're right about Sindler as well. Um, but this is a, this is one of my favourite races. I've said it all week. The famous Handicap Sprint race down the straight there at Flemington over the twelve hundred metres. You got Private Eye at seven fifty, Marzu at sixteen dollars. I wish I win at four twenty. Rockin' Horse, the defending champ, she's at twenty three dollars. Ball is at forty to one. Bella Nipatina at nineteen. September Run at twenty nine. The Astrologist at sixty one. Lofty Strike at nine dollars. Chain of Lightning at twenty nine. Front Page at nineteen dollars. Snappers at a hundred to one. Star Patrol with some gear changes at twenty to one. Swats that. Blinkers first time at fifty to one. In Secret, she's at four twenty. And then Buddhist Notches. At twelve dollars, geez, there's some nice horses at a big price here, Dean. Yeah, look, it's always a great race, isn't it, Gareth? Sixteen horses thundering down the, the Flemington Strait in handicapped conditions, and now we've seen some great winners: Bivouac, Sunlight, Redkirk, Warrior, Brazen Bow, Blank, and Rupee, Hey List. So, um, you know, it's a brilliant race. 
looking at the sort of historical profiling that I always like to do. So the last 11 years, um, nine of the winners have been either second up or third up. Nine have been between the 14 and 21 day break. Interestingly, for such a you know a, a big 1200 meter race down the straight, Gareth, nine of the 11 winners have settled in the first four and running, um, which would, would probably surprise most. Four of the winners have been three year olds, um, so they have a pretty good record there. You know, widespread of weights and uh, and odds with you know 100 to win winner last year, and then Rock and Horse. Um, but usually horses are in good form, beating last start within three lengths or winning nine out of the 11. Uh, 16 career starts or under, eight of the 11, which again, you know, interesting that um, you know, the younger horses and the, the talented horses have a great record here. Um, and the other interesting fact, um, you know, going down the straight is barriers three to eight have produced seven of the last eight winners. Um, and we've had some boil overs, you know, including Rock and Horse last year where we saw the, the inside um uh, you know, rail side produced seven of the eight winners, and, and they sort of up in the first five home last year, all on the the, um, the rail side. So, uh, you know, there'll be one sprint race before the new market starts, and, and that'll be um, interesting to, to to look at how that plays. But um, uh, you know, that that's been an interesting factor down Flemington Strait for this race for quite some time. Um, you know, there'll be a decent speed. I think front page and snap will go really quick early. Um, and then in terms of the ones that we're looking at to try to be on speed, the Astrologist, Marzu, Star Patrol, Chain of Lightning, Rock and Horse, and In Secret, all sort of forward of midfield. Um, it's hard to really nail one down, but I, I definitely want to go for value in this race. I think, um, you know, in, in terms of the favourites, um, I'm, I'm, I'm having to bet against them. I just think I wish I win. I was super talented and was a huge run of Lightning, but I just have a mapping back sort of uh, second last. And I just think you're going to get so far back and it's hard to win this race from so far back. Um, you know, uh, Private Eye, I think, is, you know, just a superstar sprinter as well. Obviously, second in the Everest. Um, won the Gill guy by two lengths first up last prep. Um, but again, he, he sort of settles in the, in the last three. Um, Buenos Noche is another one who I think maps last and I just think it's going to get too far back. Uh, and then the other one you got on the market is in secret. Who, you know, if you're assessing her on a Group One Coolmore win down the straight as a three-year-old, then she's a huge chance. But um, uh, you know, she was okay winning first up at Group Two level, and you know, third in the surround was a, an okay run. Had a good difference was in the Coolmore uh, last year off a 1400-meter run off the Golden Rose. She sort of had a 35-day break to sort of freshen back to 1200. Here, she's only got two weeks, so. Um, so, you know, that, that's sort of the, the better horses, but I, I, I just think from sort of a map perspective and a, a profiling perspective, um, they've all got challenges and, and I just don't don't see value in their prices. So I'm actually going to sort of uh, lean you into three at all the double-figure odds, Gareth. I think yeah. Bella Nicotina, she probably should have won the Mora last prep. She was raised wide, no cover, and ran second beat in the head for us. Then she absolutely bolted in the winning Manicato for us for five lengths. She placed down the swing straight multiple times. Uh, she ran a really good third first up on the Lightning. I'd be extra keen if the track had more give. Um, and I'm never a fan of barrier one down the Flemington straight, but um, she's just a really good mare. I think uh, she's going to win one of these group, group ones down the straight, I think, and um, she's a big chance. Marzu, you know, it's uh, Red Kirk Warrior won this first up, um, and Rock and North came up a 56 day break, so it's not easy to win this race first up. But, um, you know, he was a Group 1 winner over six villains at Durham, and he was an excellent third in the Everest last year. He was, he was wide throughout and still hit the line really strongly. Uh, then, second in the winner's stakes of Private Eye. I just think he sort of he races on pace, uh, rates really well, um, and uh, even though he's drawn on the outside and the grandstand side, if the grandstand side decides that, uh, 
um, the winner comes from, then I think Marzu is a big chance. And the other one I thought was a bolter was Rock and Horse. You know, he, he won the race last year. Uh, he won the, the champion sprint in the spring again. His track distance, he just excels here, maps well. Um, he's drawn on the rail side, so they're all positives. Um, he was a little bit playing first up, but I think he, he's just proved, oh, sorry, she has proven to be a real uh, Flemington horse. Um, I just thought at the big odds again um, that she might be the one that, uh, that everyone misses for the, for the third time. Yeah, I agree with you. I was on Vossi and Brandy this morning, the Sydney Breakfast Show on SEN, and I just thought like Marsu, we had a chat to Peter Stoning yesterday. He's just at too big of a price, really. I, I agree with you with... Mm. Yeah, the first up record of horses in new markets isn't great, but at $16, you have to have something gone. And Rockin' Horse needed that run, according to Mike Moroni in the Oakley Plate, had that setback before the Lightning. But he says that mm. she's as good as she was heading into the new market last year. And we're getting, what, $34 with Bet365 last night. You can get, what, $23 for her. What about just before... We get your best in Melbourne and take a quick break here, Dean. Lofty strike. Um, what do you make of this young, exciting galloper for Julius Sandu? Uh, look, you know, just absolutely flying. Was prep, you know, won the Group Two Rubicon, um, and then and then his, his uh, second in the Oakley Plate was outstanding as well. The sectionals of his running are exceptional. Um, you know, he's he's a very very good colt. Um, my two concerns with him. Um, were just his record down the straight, you know, fourth in the Coolmore, seventh in the uh, the Champion Sprint. Um, just hasn't sort of uh, blown him out of the water in, in his two um, down the straight runs. So that was sort of just my query there at the price. Um, and, and and Craig Hewitt is um, finding in the really big races. He, he's exceptional at running placings. Um, you know, and he, he's riding really well, um, but he doesn't seem to. To, uh, to to knock them over. So I thought it's sort of the eight dollars fifty. Um, I'm just having to risk lofty strike, but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he runs a really big race again. And and you know Julius Sanders did an amazing job with him, and he's going to win plenty of nice races with him. He's just a very very good colt. Shaftesbury's Avenue won with the top weight in '91, and then a couple of champs have won since. Well, Hayley's was a very good horse, and then Black Caviar, of course, carried fifty eight. Do you think he's good enough first up to win with fifty eight and a half on his back? Um, well, look, Private Eye is, um, yeah, look, he's a, he's a superstar horse. Um, and, uh, you know, on, on ability, he's got the ability to win. I just think uh, um, first up and mapping as far back as he does um, in the new market, they're just, they're just the two the two concerns from a historical perspective. But, you know, he'll run a big race and he's, again, going to be a huge chance uh, in the TJ Smith. Do you have a best outside of the new market there at Flemington tomorrow there, Dean, in Melbourne? Uh, yeah, look, the horse I'm keen on in the, in the size produce, the group two, 1400 uh, for the two-year-olds is uh, Juvenenko. Um, Chris Beggs had a big opinion of the horse for, for some time and um, I just thought uh, uh, her run in the in the Blue Diamond was just exceptional, settled right out the bat, basically last. Um, was held up a fair bit in the straight. There were, there were a few horses or marked unlucky, but she was, she was really stiff. She was sort of... Uh, didn't really get up uh, much of a run until sort of the, um, the 300 meter mark, and then just really, really charged home and ran some very, very nice uh, late sectionals um, in the Blue Diamond. Um, looks like the 1400 meters is going to sue Craig Williams. Uh, hops on board, um, and I think uh, I think she's just a pretty talented filly who uh, who could blow those away.
So Jibonico for Chris Big, Craig Williams in the size, which is race five, horse number four. 11, or race four, I should say, horse number 11 yep. at $5, bet three, six, five. And Dean Evans is... Bets there in the new market. Bella Dipatina, $19. Bet three, six, five. Marzu, 16. And Rockin' Horse at $23. This is Giddy Up. You're with Gareth Hall on this Friday morning. Thanks to Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments is with us, as he always is on a Friday morning. We'll take a break and we'll come back and preview the Group 1 at Rose Hill, the Coolmore Classic. Plenty of confidence there from the astute judge in Dean Evans about the chances of the Mike Maroney-trained and Little Avondale stud-owned rockin' horse. So she's currently $23 with bet 365, so it's not the worst each-way ticket you could have. Mike Maroney was very confident there, as we heard previously on the stable mail, and I'm sure rockin' horse will run a massive race there in the new market handicap down the straight where she is a dual Group 1 winner. It's now time to catch up with Dean as he casts his eye over the Group 1 Coolmore Classic at Rose Hill. Welcome back to Giddy Up on this Friday morning. Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments is with us. The Coolmore Classic is the group one to kick off the Golden Slipper Carnival at Rose Hill tomorrow afternoon in Sydney. And Dean, let's have a look at this market thanks to Bet365. And um, it's a fascinating market as well. There's been a few that have been supported over the last 24 hours, especially after the final fields were announced. And there's been a few scratchings, important scratchings as well for the Coolmore Classic. We have Hinged at seven fifty, McDonald rides for Waller, and Avisto at five fifty. Hope in your heart seven fifty, Mustang Valley the Kiwi at nineteen dollars, Mirror Vision at twenty six, Purple Pay at twenty nine, Expat at seventeen, Ruthless Dame at seven fifty, She's a Belter at thirteen, Larkspur Run at forty to one, Yearning at ten dollars, Espiona at nine, Times Square fifty to one. More profits at $81. Tourjean at 19 And Pride of Jenny is at $29. Exelita has been scratched, staying in Melbourne. That mare for Lindsay Park. So what do you make of this year's Coolmore Classic, Dean? Uh, yeah, look, this is a really interesting race when you sort of do do the profiling. Um, 10 of the last 11 winners have been second up or third up. Uh, second up has won five of the last six years. Um the three-year-olds haven't won from 32 starters in the last 11 years. Um, there's a couple of handy three-year-olds here, Ruthless Dame and She's a Belter. There's been a fair few close placings, but they haven't managed to break through. The five-year-olds and six-year-olds have won nine of 11, so it's actually the older mares that really dominate in this race. From a betting perspective, Gareth, um, 10 of the 11 winners have had an SP of $8 plus. Uh, four of them have been between sort of $21 and $26. Only one winner has had an SP of under $8. Um, and that was the winner last year, Lighthouse. Uh, Ten of the 11 winners are drawn between barriers one and nine. So, you know, we know Rose Hill can, can very much play uh, sort of fence bias, and you see that coming out in the results. Weights, uh, fair spread from 53 to 57 kgs, all the winners coming from there. Um, handicap ratings, 10 of the 11, 100 plus. Uh, all uh, 11 winners have been in the top seven, uh, the official handicap rating. Um and uh, all of them have come off a Sydney run last start um, with 10 of those at sort of group two, group three levels. So uh, some pretty clear sort of factors there. You want a second or third up horse. You want them off sort of a 14 to 21 day break. Uh, seven of the last eight winners had an SP of $14 plus um, and inside barriers and, and top sort of handicap ratings of a Sydney run are all um, essential factors for this race. Uh, should be a pretty strong tempo here. Expat and Anazisto up front. Um, and sort of mirror vision, pride of Jenny hinged, 
Torajin last bit of run at Ruthless Dame, they're probably the ones that are going to be uh, forward of midfield. Um, really tricky race here. The, the one that, that sort of ticks the most boxes is Hope in Your Heart, uh, around sort of $7.50 at the moment. Just a very consistent mare, three group wins, and a really good fourth in the Golden Eagle, just the last sort of six starts. Um, her win first up in the, in the group two, Guy Walter, uh, was really impressive. She sort of held up for a fair bit sort of got shuffled back and, and still managed to, to burst through and win that pretty comfortably. And Kerry Parker, we know he can really handle a, a good horse. Uh, did, did an amazing job with Think It Over. Um, and, and Hope in Your Heart is just sort of the one that um, is, is drawn well, uh, maps nicely sort of uh, around midfield. And, and I think, um, you know, she's really the one to beat. Um, tricky race outside of that is, you know, from that sort of historical profile and type perspective, the ones that tick the box are horses actually like um, Expat, who ran fifth in the race last year off a Millie Fox win, and she ran second in the Millie Fox first up three weeks ago. She's just an on-pacer who draws well um, and, and ticks all the boxes in terms of her, her class and her handicap rating, all those other factors. Mirror Vision ran second in this race last year, two plain runs. is going much better now, um, even though she was a bit plain first up, but she sort of can do that. Again, an inside draw who maps really nicely. Um, so even though expat more revision to me, to be honest, Gareth, and more sort of group two horses, um, they just profile really nicely in this particular race. Hinged uh, has J-Mac on it, uh, you know, group one winner with about five other group one placings. There's a good second first up in the Apollo to Animo and sticks in the Chipping Norton, where she was a little bit plain, but she ran third in this race. Um, some chance they drawn drawn a bit wide. Um, the others, uh, Yearning was is a group one down again. He's one as a three-year-old. Um, she was really good first up in the guy, Walter. She flew home for fifth. She was held up most of the straight, um, was held up late. Probably should have run second with luck. Um, you know, Zach Lloyd's absolutely flying at the moment. Um, and, and she's one sort of down at the weights that could, could run a decent race. Um, and, and they're probably mm-hmm. sort of the, the best value, but I think Hope in Your Heart is probably the one I'm wanting to back. Love it, Dino. We had Michael Hawks on the show yesterday. Geez, he was bullish about yearnings, chances, each way, and I agree with you and Michael. I think she's a terrific bet. And Peter Snowden was bullish about she's a belter, but also gave a good push for Mirror Vision, saying that she hasn't had much luck, especially last start. So it will be a fascinating race. The Coolmore Classic, Hope in Your Heart, 750 with Bet365, Expat, 17, Mirror Vision, 26, Hinge at 750, and you can get $10 still. For yearning, what about your best in Sydney? Uh, yeah, there's a uh, in the group two uh, Pago Pago for the two-year-olds. Um, had uh, good success with filming the last week, and I think um, there's a cult here introducing uh, who really impressed me at a trial on February sixth. Just won a 740 meter trial there, ran plus 2.2. Was the quickest of the five trials um, there, and, and and beat you know Platinum Jubilee. Um, he's obviously a very talented, fully black type two-year-old um, and, and beat her pretty comfortably, sat outside her and sort of just ran straight past her and was good first up. It was a bit slow away at Warwick Farms and a maiden, um, but really toughs it out strongly, sort of like the the, the, the sectionals that uh, that he closed with. Um, and I think that he's a, a handy cult. He's obviously got a bit of competition here in Mahaba. Uh, one of the talent dirt, so I think um, he's absolutely the, the, the key danger. And, and Shinzo's a handy cult as well for, for Chris Waller, but 
I think they're introducing is, uh, you know, got that gay polish. I think he's going to improve a lot of his first up maiden win, considering that was just coming off one 740-metre trial. Um, and I think, uh, you know, he's one that could, um, uh, you know, could really improve here, put them away and, and, and sneak into the slipper. So introducing 360 for Brett Preble, Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. Loving your work, Dino. Winning Edge Investments. Just head to the website, go to the membership page. You type in SEN and you get a 50%, listen to this, 50% discount for the rest of your life. And uh, you're just been tipping wins for fun, uh, winners for fun. So um, you're backing a winner already, Dino. Yeah, look, great opportunity for, for your SEN listeners. And yep. uh, hopefully we can uh, nail a couple more uh, tomorrow and have, a, have another fill-up. Great stuff, Dino. Good luck over the weekend. Catch up with you next week. Cheers, Gareth. Thanks, mate. There's Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments. We'll take a quick break. On the other side of it, Nick Ashman will join me. It's now time to catch up with Nick Ashman from the beaten favourite as he tries to find us a winner at Flemington on Saturday. Welcome back to Giddy Up this Friday morning. It's always great to catch up with our great friend, Nicholas Ashman from the beaten favourite. And also, of course, the great tip-off these days, doing some great work there. And he joins us now to go through his best bets in Melbourne, especially. And also, he probably has a couple of winners for us in Sydney as well on Coolmore Classic Day. Nicholas, first of all, Flemington on a Saturday afternoon. They went to the inside in last year's new market. What do you think they'll do this year? I think they'll come up the middle, Gareth. Good yep. morning to you and to your listeners. Um, I think they might come up the middle. We'll see what unfolds during the day. Um, but I'd be favouring those sort of mid-gates because I think those horses there don't have to move too much. Those drawn soft down towards the, the far rail or drawn towards the outside rail probably just have a little bit of a navigational issue to uh, to overcome in the run. I correct myself. They went to the middle of the track last year, but the winners were to the inside in last year's new market. Correct. So it'll be fascinating to see what happens this time around. What are we doing from a punting perspective at headquarters in Melbourne? Well, let's start with the new market. It's a fascinating race. Private Eyes trying to become only the second horse in 100 years uh, to win the new market first up. Of course, Red Kirk Warrior did it, uh, I think, in 2018. So he's uh, three from five first up. He won the Gill Guy first up in the spring and ran really, really slick time with 60 kilos on his back. So if he replicates that rating, he'll just about win. But he's drawn barrier two. And I did chat to Joey Pride yesterday on behalf of the thegreattipoff.com. And he said to me, look, I'm a little concerned concerned about it but at the same time we've got pace drawn right near us in the form of front page and snapper so he said if I can just if Brenton can just get him across sort of hills and get into that sort of middle section where those two horses are he feels as though he should get a good card into the race at some point I wish I win produced splits last sort of eight six four and two splits in the lightning that are reserved only for your elite animals we did see a horse called September Run, who's in this race this year. She broke the clock in a similar fashion in the Lightning Stakes a couple of years ago and was a hot favourite to win the new market, but couldn't replicate it on race day. So I'm just a little bit concerned that sometimes a flashing light run in the Lightning Stakes doesn't always uh, become, you know, your moral in the new market handicap. I'm backing two roughies here. Number 13, Star Patrol. I know he looked a bit plain in the Oakley plate, but he went through the roof on my ratings first up at Sandia. Maybe he just had that flat run. He's a superb straight horse. And I think an older gelding down on 52 kilos appeals. And the other one I'm having something on is around the 60, 70 or one mark is the eighth, the astrologist. Ran second in the race last year to Rockin' Horse, was beaten less than a length in the VRC Sprint Classic at Wait for Age in the spring, and now drops down to 54 kilos. 
Yes, he's been across the Perth and back, but he's drawn a wide gate. He's got early pace himself, and we've got D-Lane in the saddle. So, Gareth, I'm going to back the two roughies at 20 and sort of 50 or 60 to 1 in the new market handicap. Love it, Nico. So, Star Patrol, the astrologers. What else are we doing there at Flemington? Well, I think the best bet is in race two. I know he's coming off uh, an, an injury in a long break, but race two, number six, what you need. Benny Melliman, the uh, Price-Kent combination, throughout the lifetime that that jockey and trainer or stable have been combining, they've returned a 22% profit on turnover, which is just phenomenal if you think about how many rides they've had together. Uh, they team up here with what you need, a colt that had one start for a win, and boy, oh boy, it was a very impressive victory. Started the $1.85 at Geelong last August, bolted in when leading all the way, smashed the clock uh, late last 400 and 200 metres and bolted in by four lengths. He's had a little bit of a setback, but the stable are usually pretty good at getting him right. And he's got that lovely mid-draw, draw, I should say, right jockey on board, Ben Mellon. So he'll do me there. Outside of that, we've got uh, the size produce. And I found a roughie here, number nine, Alonso, or sorry, Alonso for the Corstens camp. Uh, made his debut in the Talendert Stakes. A few of these come through that Mahaba race. And I thought, given that he was on debut, he was probably open to the most improvement. You look at his sectionals, they're a little bit flat, or what I call flat, and that's usually indicative of a horse that lacks the zip to run over the distance that you're looking at. And so I think the pop-up to 1,400 metres will really suit him there as well. So he's one there at around the sort of 30 $34 mark that you might be able to have an each-way play. So I guess the theme of the day is there's one good thing early on, Gareth, and I think for the rest of the day, I'm going to back a few roughies and hope that one lobs. Do you like anything at Rose Hill? Well, up at there, look, the, the Coolmore Classic is a great race. I love the fact that we've got two handicaps as our feature races in the respective yeah. states. I'm a big fan of handicap racing, more so than uh, Wave for Age, Gareth. Look, Espiona, we saw her down here. I'm in <laughs> Melbourne at the moment as I talk to you. We saw her down here a couple of springs ago, and she was unbelievable. I think a few people think she could be the next Winks. Maybe not quite Winks, but, you know, absolute star. And then she just never went on with it. Waller took her back to Melbourne last time out. She gets the W on the board, the win that is, and now she goes back to Sydney. I love the fact that he's decided to keep uh, a Melbourne jockey aboard in, in Michael D. Brings him up as well. He's a left-hand rider. And I just think that might spark some improvement for Espiona, getting that win back on the board last time out. A D-Day for her. If she can't show us something, then she's just a Melbourne horse, I think. But I tell you what, at 10 bucks, the rating she produced last time out with 58 kilos, she drops to 51. Grand final trainer uh, on his home track with a horse that we know has got the ability to win. She'll do me at 10 bucks. Love it, Nick. I love racing because of horses like Espiona. She creates so much emotion inside the um, the punters and they either love her or they hate her and they want to argue about her to their mates um, and uh, she's a horse that um, gets everybody talking. That's why I love her. Um, so yeah, I mate, wish you the best of luck. It's it's the game of tears and the ta- the game of cheers, isn't yes. it? Really, and unfortunately for me, it's been more tears recently, Gareth. So I'm uh, I'm well and truly due. Back me in on the due factor this weekend. Well, cheers to you. Good on you, Nicholas. <laughs> See you, G. There's Nick Ashburn from thebeatenfavourite.com, and also, of course, the great tip off. We'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll preview the card in Brisbane tomorrow. Of course, with Chris Nelson. It's now time to head over to South Australia as Mitch Lewis previews the Saturday meeting in Morfordville as they begin the build-up to the Adelaide Cup Day meeting on Monday. Time to catch up with our great mate, Mitchie Lewis, who has done the form for the Parks meeting on a Saturday in Adelaide. Mitchie, welcome back to Giddy Up. Are you confident that we can make some money before the Adelaide Cup meeting? 
yeah, Gareth, look, it's an interesting card. Um, I'm pretty happy with the ones I've picked, but some of the races near the back end of the card for mine are really open, so I'd be I'd tread lightly around the back half, but I reckon the ones I'll give you here they will be solid charts for sure. Take it away then, mate. Right, I'm going to kick off in race two. I'm with number 10, OK Jerry, who's on the boo for the Jolly Stable. Um, I've been really taken by her two recent trials. Uh, if you go back and have a look at her most recent one, she sort of won it in real arrogant fashion, which I, I really love to see from these debutantes. She pushed forward with electric speed, and then they just let her coast for the rest of the race. So I'm really excited about what potentially she might be able to do. Uh, she is drawn wide, but I think she's got that speed where she'll be able to get across and find a good position. That's probably the only question mark I've got on her is how much others pressure her. But um, the Jollies have a super record with their debutantes, and I think she looks a very exciting type, so I'm keen to see what she's going to do. Beautiful. Then what else are we doing there, mate? I'm going to go to race five, number five. I'm with the favourite, Dirty Mind. Uh, he comes across the border today after having... Won a maiden recently at Moe in really impressive fashion. Um, he's un- won that in a super time and in an impressive figure. Uh, he comes across here, and this race I don't feel is very strong with uh, all the respect to all the other runners. I, I just don't think it's a super level race. So I think if he runs up to that figure that he's got, um, he's going to be really hard to beat. And especially from barrier two with early speed, he's going to put himself in the ideal position for the parks track. So he's going to take some catching, I reckon. Beautiful. So race five, number five, Dirty Mine. Anything else? Yeah, race six, number seven, Malian on club. So we're tipping her again here. She's quickly becoming one of my faves by the looks of it. Um, but I, I really like this race for her, actually. So last start, she was second as fave um, behind Wills. And Wills came out last week and won in impressive fashion again at Murray Bridge. And Wills is going to run in Monday's Cup. So that's a pretty good form line for this. One of the other keys for her is the speed. So... She likes to get back a little bit, uh, and I've got a mapping this one as having a lot of pressure up front. So if she just lets the pressure outplay in front of her, um, I think she's going to be hitting the line hard, especially with only 52 and a half kilos on her back after Lockie Nindorf's claim. I love it. So we've got race two, number 10, race five, number five, and uh, race six, number seven. Melanon Club around that $3.50 quote. What would be your best for the day, your very best? I'm probably going to have Dirty Mind as my best. I, I was pretty impressed with that win at Moe. So if he runs up to anything like that, he's going to get all the favours here. Great work, Mitchie. What about an early Adelaide Cup tip? Uh, I like race two, number five, Club L for the Jollies and Jamie Carr. Uh, it's similar profile. He's going to put himself in the ideal position in the run. Uh, and Jamie Carr on board, she had a massive day here last year when she won five of the nine races, I think. So... I expect there'll be a bit of money around that horse once the race day is here. I reckon they'll all come for Jamie's runners. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's going to be an interesting Adelaide Cup. Looking forward to it. We'll preview that meeting with you on Monday, mate. Thanks for your time as always and enjoy your weekend. Thanks, mate. You have a good weekend as well. I'll chat to you soon. Big few days of racing there in South Australia with Saturday's meeting on the Morphville Parks track before we then get the Adelaide Cup underway on the Monday, on the course proper, and that's shaping up to be an outstanding feature contest. We'll see Persan and Grand Promenade represent the Kieran Ma and David Eustace camp, and Highland Jack there for Rob Hickmott will be looking to get the job done in the 3,200-metre Group 2 feature, or could it be the Phil Stokes camp make it three in a row with a maid in the OTI Silks after the duo there teamed up last year with Darshan Sweet Jr. and Jamie Carr? We're now joined by Pete Anthony's from the Mailbag as he previews tomorrow's Bunbury Cup meeting at Ascot. Racing at Perth tomorrow at Ascot, but it's Bunbury Cup Day. Unfortunately, that track is not quite ready yet. 
I'm hearing that maybe towards the start of April, end of March, they'll be moving trainers in back to the training facilities at Bunbury and hopefully we'll be racing back there in the southwest of WA by the spring, which would be terrific because there's a lot of great um, racing people around that Bunbury area and it would be terrific to have racing back at Bunbury. And Pete Anthonis joins us now. Pete, good morning to you, mate. Bunbury Cup Day, always a great day. Can you find the winner in this year's feature? Uh, look, maybe. Uh, it's not exactly one of my target races on the cards, but I thought there's a couple of horses. No apologies. Looks like it finds a really nice race there uh, for Lucy Warwick and SJ Miller. And look, I thought the other horse that was impressive enough on resuming after a little bit of a let-up was Black Shadow for the Taylor camp. So I thought those are the two I'd try and look to find the winner between. The favourite, Casino 17, has been very consistent, but... It will just come down to the, the track. We're back in the rail true position, which has been a nightmare for horses drawn the inside of late. So uh, we'll just wait and see if that's the same case there on Saturday. Great trainers, Grant and Lana Williams, but you can, I can't have Casino 17 at 2.10. Like this is a... It's very short, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, for very, a horse that short. hasn't been proven in this company at all. Yeah, look, uh, look like I said, if uh, the rail's playing okay, I think I'll probably end up on no apologies back, but... Uh, outside of that, I'll probably just give the race a bit of a pass. All right, mate. What are we doing then at Ascot? Race three, number four. Um, I was with Mac Max first up. Sort of half stepped a little bit slow. Ended up in an awful spot there. Last on a very slow tempo. Still ran some really good splits going through the line. And they've stuck again with Paddy Carberry. But I think even if the horse is a little bit slow, it's got Vast Art and Village Girl drawn inside of it. And they've probably got the same little quirks there out of the gate. So I think even if it is half a step slow. You should still be able to settle midfield with cover, uh, keep off the fence, and then look, if it's able to reproduce what it did at various stages last preparation, I think it's like a really suitable race. Uh, major maps is just drawn a little bit awkwardly, I think, and um, that's the main danger for me. So I'll be sticking there with a favourite Mac Mac in race three. So we can get around, what, 320 for that galloper down, Luciani and Patrick Carberry. What else are we doing, mate? Uh, race four, the next race, number eight, Rockstar status. Just another horse that just got into an awful position there last start. Had excuses, comes from good form lines, was really strong going through the line, and just finds another race where there's not a great deal of speed, and it can just be able to put itself midfield with cutter or forward of midfield for Brandon Louie. Uh, look, uh, the horse itself, just on recent figures, it doesn't have to improve. It can just match them, and it should be very hard to beat at... Uh, We're getting around the $7 mark. I've got a marked clear favourite here. So that's one of my more confident plays on the card at the price. Race for number eight, Rockstar status. Is that all, Pete? Because that's a terrific bet. And $6.50 with bet three six five for the Rockstar. Yeah, look, I I was going to, when I was first doing the form for the the other feature, Bunbury Stakes, uh, I was really keen to have something on Titan Blinders after it led last start. Yeah. Really suicidal tempo there at Pinjarra. Um, signs of really nice race, but the horse has been $23 into nine. So okay. <laughs> no, no great spoil there anymore. But uh, look, Titan Blinders, we saw that horse go really well at 101 in the Gold Rush. Yes. Uh, narrowly ran fourth from memory after being basically nowhere in the straight. So does go well, the Ascot 1400. And like I said, this looks like a very suitable assignment, but there's no great edge now with uh, Creator and Halatorian both chances in the same field. Yeah, looking forward to this meeting tomorrow. Just some advice with future betting into the quokka. I wouldn't bet until you know what horses are arriving in Perth because a lot can play out depending on what kind of track 
we're expecting in Sydney for the TJ Smith. Horses like Uncommon James and even I Wish I Win might pull the pin on Sydney and go to Perth knowing that they'll get a dry track. And Kiss on All Four Cheeks has been taken out by Dan Morton. So who knows what this field's going to look like come the quokka. So it'll be yeah, interesting, Pete. Not long to go, is it? It's, no. um, it's only you know a couple of months or so, but the hotter WA races really only will start up in three or four weeks. So, uh, yeah, it's going to change complexion, as you said, very rapidly. So just quickly before we let you go, uh, Maritino goes around in Australian Cup prelude, and then we've got Stafford's Lad in an Adelaide Cup on Monday. Do you give them any chance, the WA horses? Yeah, I think you have to. That work from Maricino resuming off the let-up, uh, it was really strong. That was a very fast tempo race. Probably just comes down to if he's able to find the lead or if he gets that genuine tempo. I think he's a much better horse with the speed on. Um, but if they go too slow, obviously that brings quite a few of the other runners into play. Stafford's late, I thought, was enormous there last start in Adelaide. I had something on and uh, look, Jared Austin tried to extricate him mid-race and he just got into a horrible spot. He was held up and he was still going well through the line. I thought if he got clear with momentum there on the turn. He actually probably runs in the first three. So Stafford's lad, he's a proper stayer. He'll be there all day. So look, it's all going to come down to where he gets to in the run. So yeah, I'll have to be having something on. All right, good on you, Pete. Thanks for that, mate. Go well, Gareth. And that's all we have time for on Giddy Up's Punting Bible. Hopefully we can find you a winner or two on what's shaping up to be a cracking Saturday's racing.